0: Good midnight, Chris says. On this spying, chilling episode, our horror host Paul and Memo talk about the upcoming gore fest from director Anthony Leone, titled Hacksaw. Then, two blood-sucking vampire films: 2014's What We Do in the Shadows and 2008's Let the Right One In. So sit back, try to relax. And make sure you have plenty of wooden stakes handy. Welcome to Podcast from the Crypt. We'll begin with a reign of terror. A few murders here and there. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's alive, it's alive, it's alive! Coming to get you, poor They are not men, this is. They are dead, bodies. some, the living dead.
1: Alright, welcome back, Cryptsters. Welcome to Podcast from the Crypt. I'm back with a permanent guest host memo. Oh yeah, you know, I am a guest, but I am one of those guests that just will not go away. No, I try to tell him, dude, don't even don't even show up. And he just keeps showing up. Yep, just like uh <laughs> you know, like a pimple when you're on picture day. <laughs> <Yes>. That's me. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh so yeah, we actually had like a, a little
1: three week break or so, maybe
2: yeah, a little bit more than that, huh?
1: Maybe. Uh I was out of town for a little bit. And then uh, when we, when I got back, uh, there was a little bit of open time, but then I totally forgot, like Paul told me like a while back, he's like, I'm going to a convention over in Long Beach. And I'm like, oops, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We were doing a,
2: you know, summer shit, you know, family shit, just hanging out, um, doing all kinds of cool stuff. So we took a little bit of a break,
1: but we're back. We're back from uh, our burial ground. Yes,
2: we're back from the grave. (laughs) 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 So like Memo mentioned, uh, I went to Midsummer Scream uh, last week. It was pretty
1: fucking dope, dude. And I wish that you could have went. Yeah, there's uh, hopefully next year. You will for sure next year. You're so, gonna have to. Yeah, so how was it? Like, I mean, I know you were totally like excited about going there and you know, looking forward to everything that was gonna be oh, there. Oh man,
2: it was awesome, dude. There was so much shit, so much cool fucking stuff, a lot of uh uh vendors, so there's all kinds of stuff that I wanted. I was like, Oh, I want that, I want that, want that. <laughs> um there's uh some pretty big names in horror there. You know, doing uh signing and photos. Um What was really cool about it was on the other side of the convention area they had um, like the Halloween haunts, like the ma- mazes and shit, like you would see at Knott's or, or Universal. They had like uh, little smaller versions of those. Did you go through any of those? Yeah, I went through like three or four of them. They're fucking cool. Huh. Were they free? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was all a part of the, the ticket price. Okay, that's cool. There was a, I actually found out afterwards that it, the place was a lot bigger than I thought it was, so there was other areas that I didn't even go to because I didn't even fucking realize. I'll go to those next year, but it was fucking cool, man. I talked with the director of this movie I never even heard about called The Terror of Hollow's Eve. I never heard about this movie at all, and he was there with a little bit of his production crew, and he was doing signings and uh, selling Blu-rays and DVDs and shit. So I was like, fuck yeah, man. I got to get on this. The 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 artwork for the, the Blu-ray looked cool. He had a comic book sitting there, which was like, fuck, man. This, this guy's got all kinds of cool shit. The, the director, uh, Todd Tucker, he was super fucking nice, man. So I ended up buying a Blu-ray, and I got a poster and a comic. Had He signed all of them. Took a picture with the trickster, which you guys see on uh, our Instagram.
1: Yeah, Paul sent me a picture of him with the trickster, and I'm, I'm like, who is that? I thought it was just, like, maybe just some guy that, you know, dressed up and made up his own, like, thing going on over there. And then uh, later on, that's when I found out that he got, you know, like Paul's explaining that he met the director and had all that, you know, goody stuff. Definitely going to go back next year, and you better be with me, dude yeah like I said, if I you know just give me some time and then then i'll uh I'll you know for sure,
2: yeah, I was there representing the podcast so I had my t shirt on, but yeah, so I did that, you know, um, and you know, just hanging out with the family these last few weeks,
1: yeah, and then uh I also told Paul while he was over there, I told him for all those uh female uh heroines that were there, part of the uh horror stuff i I told him to to uh, give a shout out for me, telling him, I love you.
2: Yeah, I was going to do that, man, but I didn't want to get thrown out.
1: <laughs> it should have been me.
2: <laughs> I was pretty drunk at one point, so I would have I been like, all. You, of...
1: you could have did it. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, was your I, that was my
2: courage. Yeah, that was my courage, but I would have probably said some <laughs> shit that would have got me thrown out.
1: <laughs> I was like, Paul, that's not what I said. You took it too far. Exactly. I didn't say this memo wanted me to say it. <laughs> 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 yeah i was joking i was uh telling them i was like yeah if you see uh the girl from uh hellraiser i was like tell her uh, which i did see her yeah but from afar huh yeah i was like we have such sights to show you exactly i, I should have just yelled it at her but
2: she probably gets that shit all the time dude so
1: huh like ah oh, this again
2: yeah oh my god okay yeah uh-huh i get it mm-hmm Mm-hmm, like a oh, very fucking original guy. Nice fucking shirt. I'll never listen to that podcast.
1: <laughs> You're ruining my dreams, Paul. <laughs>
2: Sorry, Memo.
1: <laughs> and uh, you saw Elvira there as well? Yeah,
2: Elvira was there. Uh, Cassandra, she was there. She wasn't in her Elvira stuff, but, um, you know, whatever. It's still... It you know I saw her I didn't go up to because it was a big fucking long so line. So was, was
1: she dressed like uh, regular kind of clothes or? Yeah, it was
2: just her. Um, but I've actually met she's her.
1: A, what is she like? A, she's a redhead, right?
2: Yeah, I've actually met her in her Elvira get up before uh, at Not Scary Farm, and I got her autograph there and shit. So it was cool to see her, but like I said, the line was fucking long, and so I, I decided to go get another drink and go in one of those mazes. <laughs> <laughs> It was fun, dude. It was fun. Uh,
1: did they have, like, uh, like how you said it was vendors, so they were selling probably, like, masks. Oh, there's all did kinds have, of shit. And they had, like, what, probably, like, some horror figures as well? Oh, man. Anything you
2: can think of that they were there. They're, oh, there was old movies, like, uh, old DVDs and VHSs.
1: Like, stuff you probably never heard of, too?
2: Um, I was trying to look for, like, the more, like, oddball kind of shit, but a lot of the, um, well, at least the stands that I went to, mm-hmm. there was a, a, just a lot of, like, mainstream horror, just older. Okay. You know, like. I'm like, uh, I probably already had it. A lot of the stuff I already had, so I kind of was like, uh, you know, whatever. It was still cool, though. Um, Trick or Treat Studios was there, looking, uh, showing off their fucking masks and shit, so that was pretty cool. There was a lot of stuff, man, just,
1: it was really fucking fun. Huh, and you got a sticker as well.
2: Yeah, I got a, a, a Sam sticker from Trick or Treat. Yeah. I got that, yeah, I was like, fuck yeah. Huh. The best part about it was like, I felt like I was at home, dude. Like, these are my people.
1: That's what I was joking with you. I was like, I was like, uh, so, hey, Paul, what time did it uh, open? And you told me, and it was like, okay, what time is it close? And you told me, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I bet you're going to be like one of the last ones there. They're like clearing out. They're trying to like, they're like, you know, they see that you're still there. Yeah. And, they're like, uh, you know, what? Well, we're closing, and they, they, they're going to have to pull you by the legs and you're like holding on to something. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like, want to go. This is where <laughs> I live
2: now. Exactly. This is my house. <laughs> you fuckers get out of here.
1: <laughs> and please leave the decor. No,
2: I, I I really was like, these are my people. Like, I love it here. But we actually did leave early. Oh. I was like, my my buzz was already going away and we already spent a bunch of money. And we walked around and saw pretty much everything other than like the the areas i didn't even fucking realize were there huh um so we we left like maybe an hour early but we beat the traffic so it was cool how how packed was it oh man there was a shit ton of people there i don't know the exact number but it was fucking there was a lot of people huh it was at the uh, long beach convention center and it was pretty much packed that's good so i have your promise right now you're going to go next year
1: hell yeah everybody see there you go everybody hears that <laughs> <laughs> so i have i have witnesses yeah just uh like i said just tell me ahead of time and then, i don't know I paul told me like i'm telling you right now i was like a year from, i was like yeah i'll forget by then they already
2: posted the fucking
1: date for next year so <laughs> <laughs>
2: august 1st and 2nd
1: i'm we're gonna do both days dude i'm horrible at dates <laughs> we're gonna we'll do both days like i said just tell me about a month and a half before wow for sure
2: all right so uh, a little bit of horror news right now and it's kind of uh we're late to the party here we heard about this a few weeks ago but as we said we we took a little bit of break so we're gonna tell you guys now and uh whatever we're fucking late
1: so what hey but i I was telling paul was like uh you know before i got into the show with him uh you know i was a fan and uh i mean besides looking in the internet which uh i you know i don't think i really saw this news on the internet yet myself but i heard it from paul first anyways um but Yeah, I told him, I was like, you know, usually with like horror news, like uh, me being a fan, I would hear a lot of the news just from, from watching, you know, listening to the show. So if maybe if you guys are like me and uh, you don't hear news from uh, all sorts of places, maybe you're (laughs) hearing it first from Paul, even though it's weeks late.
2: Yeah. And I I was actually telling Memo, I'm like, we kind of suck on the news front right now. We need to fucking jump into that
1: and really kick ourselves in the balls to get this shit going. Well, I mean, the thing, though, is I think things would be easier if we were like, you know, like I said, if we lived closer.
2: Yeah, definitely. We would be able to do an episode or two every fucking week.
1: Yeah, one one day we're going to move to, um, what's it called, Uh, Alaska or someplace. (laughs) Dude,
2: we should totally get ourselves like some weird fucking mountain man shed out in the middle of Alaska (laughs) and just start doing shows there.
1: That'd be fucking great. In the middle of nowhere, Alaska.
2: Yeah, you know, we just gotta make sure we have internet so that we can post the shits. Learn how to fish, which I don't know how to. Yeah, you know, um, at, well, we gotta have electricity, right? Yep.
1: All <laughs> or you gonna we're gonna have just like a, a hand crank. We're yeah. gonna <laughs> crank <Yeah>. out electricity, <laughs> or, well, or or through a uh, like a stationary bike. Yes, yeah, I'll be pedaling, and then uh, Paul will be broadcasting.
2: We'll figure it out, dude. Because we got to do that. That way we can do episodes every day, all the time. (laughs) We could do, like, 24-hour live sessions or something. I don't know. In this real-life horror, a bear attacked us. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, real-life horror. We're going out of our fucking minds right now. (laughs) (laughs) So the news is we're getting new Halloween movies. Michael
1: Myers is coming back for two new movies that are going to be filmed back-to-back. I think it's going to be awesome, both of them, because I mean the the uh, one that they did shoot out was was a good. Part. Oh, it was great. Yeah, and they're,
2: the whole crew's coming back. Um, David Gordon Green's coming back. Like everybody, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back. Uh, they're all coming back to do both of the movies.
1: I was like, I wonder if it's going to be for both because. Uh, Like, you know, that's kind of like assuming she survives both of them.
2: Yeah, so that's kind of the thing going on right now is is people speculating already, even just with the titles of the movies. Um, The first sequel will be Halloween Kills. Yeah. And then the next one is Halloween Ends. And it was already stated by uh, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride that Halloween Ends is going to be the end of their trilogy, their story. It's not the end of Michael Myers. Anybody can, can come on and take on Michael Myers and put him in a whole a whole other situation, a whole new story. But their vision is going to be the end. So with Halloween Kills being the second one, you kind of have to think something big is going to happen. We're going to lose somebody big when it comes to the characters. I'm thinking that Lori Strode, that um, J.B. Lee Curtis's character, Lori Strode, is going to die in that one. And then the, the next one will be you know the vengeance or whatever for lori strode the daughter because yeah the the you know, daughter and, and the, the granddaughter. granddaughter yeah you know go after and try to kill him that's just what i'm thinking i think it would be it would play out better like that than having her come back for two more movies her coming back in the halloween 2018 was like a big thing because she came back after so long you know yeah and to push it for two more movies is like uh have her go out like maybe halfway through the through Halloween Kills. That might work out. We're hearing that some of the old characters like Tommy Doyle and Lindsay are coming back from you know the previous installments. We've seen Tommy Doyle come back in Halloween Six, and it was he was the major character in that with Paul Rudd. They went to Paul Rudd to try to get him to reprise the role for either one of these new ones. I coming thought that would have
1: been that, that would be cool.
2: It would be dope, dude. And it wasn't a flat out I don't want to do that bullshit. It was, I can't because I'm filming Ghostbusters 3. So it's actually, it's pretty cool to think that Paul Rudd would have been for it if he wasn't already
1: tied to something else. They should have been like, well, let's reschedule with so we can have him in there. Uh,
2: that would have been my my thing to do because Paul Rudd's fucking the shit.
1: Yeah, it's But, like,
2: you know, then you got you got to think about it too. It's not going to be like him reprising his role because... No,
1: because there's a difference. Uh, it's a that's different, different storyline. Story, yeah. yeah,
2: so like that's... All that shit that happened in Halloween 6, none of that happened, which is good. I yeah. liked the movie, but that whole storyline was it, just and like, it, whatever. And
1: it, it kind of just ended just out of, like, you felt like there should have been something else going on. Yeah. Like, not just the way it ended right there. So. And, and it's probably because of a uh, police since, uh, passing away. Did he pass away before, uh, before the movie was all the way finished? Yeah. And I think that's probably why it didn't finish, you know, like that. Yeah,
2: they had to kind of piece shit together and. You had different people telling uh, different ideas, and it was just a, a bunch of bullshit. But anyway, we'll get into all that when we do the yeah. whole like Halloween retrospective. Yeah. But just thinking the, the thought of Paul Rudd actually like he probably was going to be on board if it wasn't he was busy. It's is pretty cool. Now they might go ahead and just cast somebody else to do it. With Lindsay, um, she was played by Kyle Richards, who's his, is on like the Real Housewives and shit. She's doing stuff still. She might, that would probably be cool for her to come back. Wow. They're filming back-to-back. I believe they're going to do like a month or so in between, but they're basically doing back-to-back and they're coming out one year after the other. So we'll get Halloween Kills in 2020 and Halloween Ends in 2021, but we're already confirmed to get these movies. That's cool. Yeah. So it's like, fuck yeah, man. Super stoked for that. I really liked Halloween 2018. We've gotten to it before, me and uh, Steve. I'm like, they, I think it was the first episode, yeah. Where I, I hate how he named it just Halloween. I wish he would have did something else because everyone's calling it Halloween 2018, and it's just, it's just one of those things that irritates the hell
1: out of because me because it doesn't make sense because it was already a Halloween.
2: Yeah, it's not a, a, a remake or a reimagining of the first one; it's a continuation of the first one. So it was a little confusing with that, but it's a new vision, I guess. So I guess it kind of makes sense. I don't know, whatever.
1: No, one thing I was going to say was, um, like, how, I mean, Paul mentioned, like, it'd be cool to have uh, Lori die, like, midway through the, the, you know, the next movie that's coming out. Like, that might be his preference. Might I mean, I kind of different you know, I, I to me, I think it'd be better that she, if she dies, because we, we don't know, we're just speculating. Yeah, exactly. But, she but could I mean,
2: carry on all the way to the end of the, the last one.
1: Yeah, but to me, it was like, if she dies, it... I would pick the, that same one for her to die, but I would pick towards the end of the movie.
2: Of the third one? Halloween no. Ends? No.
1: Oh, Halloween Kills. Yeah, Halloween Kills. I, I mean, I, at I, the I, end I, works I, I too. Pick, I would pick towards the end, because you said toward the middle no, part No, I, of I it. think for me, I would like... Or you're talking about just the middle movie. You're not saying when in the middle part of the movie.
2: Like in the middle of the movie. like
1: So in the middle of the middle movie.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because we saw, we saw her come back, and she had her movie.
1: Yeah, but like... And now if
2: we carry her all the way to the end of the second one, it's going to be her movie again.
1: No, but I mean, like, to me, it's like, if you have her, it, which is fine for me, I mean, my, my, that's what I'm saying. I was like, in, in my preference, mm-hmm. I could see her being in that second one. If, if she dies, I would pick for her to, you know, I would, I would, my preference would be till, till, till the end. Well, because if she dies at the end, then that gives the other characters purpose towards that third movie... Towards the end, if, if she dies midway... No, either way, but I mean, if she dies midway, you know that'll I, give them purpose midway totally instead get of towards the end. I totally get what you're saying. I'm, well, just, saying about... story, I'm saying, just saying story-wise. Yeah, I
2: totally get what you're saying. How about we do this? How about we compromise and have her not be in the mo- the first half of the movie at all, and then comes in at the, the second half of the movie and then dies? How about that? Does that fucking work for you, Memo? <laughs>
1: uh, no, it I, makes sense. I, I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, if she if she dies... It would just be towards the end, just because then it would give that purpose more on that on that third one where it's focused just on them and they're going for the revenge of of you know Laurie Strode.
2: Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and I could agree with that. If I thought if I would have sat here and thought about it a little bit more, but I'm drinking, so you know the first thought was <laughs> hey, let's just get her the fuck out of here.
1: You're like ready to kill her like like uh, like two minutes <laughs> into the movie. Oh God, Halloween
2: Resurrection? No, <laughs> we're not going to do that. <laughs>
1: yeah like well she she made it past that first one, but uh yeah, no, no, yeah I'm it, just
2: saying like as as much as I love Jamie Lee Curtis and I love the Lori Strode character, it was the, the, her coming back in tw- in 2018 was you know a profound thing, like it was something yeah. that we were like holy shit, you know, and to carry her into two more movies, it just doesn't make sense to me, so I'm sure that they won't have her in Halloween ends at all. So it it probably will play out where she dies at the end of Halloween kills. And then you know passes the torch on to whoever
1: I will, I was just kind of joke a little bit on something like how you mentioned like recurring characters coming back. Mm-hmm. This is this is a character, I mean I don't know the character's name, but like I'm gonna, this is just like this is not going to happen nowhere but I was like, "Can you imagine Buster Rams coming back?" Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs>
2: did you you know they actually had more planned for him after that? Really? Yeah, and and while they were filming it, or, or they did like a screener test or whatever, and people loved Buster Rhymes' character. They added more to that. I like when he did Halloween a karate kick. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, they 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 had him to where he actually died, and they changed it to make him more of the hero, and like so they can bring him back for more movies. Yeah. But the movie fucking bombed anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like, who was this test panel that watched this shit? Like, f- four of their friends and the two of their, like, their mom and a sister? of The directors and huh. shit? Oh, it, it's great, honey. No, it was the flip modes. More Busta. No, <laughs> it was, it was flip flip Mode Squad. Squad. Yes, the <laughs> Flipmode Squad. The Squad. Hey, you better have Buster on that shit. Yeah, that would be funny as fuck. Busta comes back.
1: <laughs> Gives him another karate kick.
2: Yes. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> you thought I was done. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Like, I can't wait for we, when we do, like, a Halloween retrospective because there's some, there's some stuff I want to talk about, all of them. But I will mention, for Halloween Resurrection, it's not as bad as as everyone says it is, at least for me. It's cheesy as fuck. I wish they would have did a lot of things. The mask looked okay. I liked that it was basically just set in, in his house. I really liked that aspect. But if you really notice it, it's not his house. This f- fucking place is way bigger than what Michael Myers' house was, so it was like, it didn't make any sense. But other than that, like, yeah, it's kind of like a a throwaway movie. But like I said, I didn't think it was as bad as as everyone thinks it is, but that's my opinion.
1: I was like, it'll do, it'll do. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) It's okay until something better comes along, you know, and then it was like. And then it did. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, Rob Zombie's came out after that, and, and I think that's better. Yeah. That's way better. Yeah speaking of i know we're we're kind of like going into this thing but i watched a, a fan edit on on youtube it came out in january but i just found out about it the other day it was a fan edit of rob zombie's halloween the first one oh, fuck man i thought it was like way better than rob zombie's original and and honestly i was telling memo it's because he the the guy that did this took out all the rob zombie shit <laughs> it was like wow this is actually really better it made me feel more like I was watching. Maybe. It was like I was watching like a like a Carpenter version of it. Like he used a lot of the old score from the movies, the Carpenter movies. He took out all the the backstory stuff, uh, a lot of the senseless violence, the stuff that didn't need to be there. Like he left stuff in there to show that it, these people were getting killed, but you know, a lot of the shots in, in, in Zombies original just lingered on way too long. There was one scene in particular when I actually watched the original version of Rob Zombies Halloween in. In the theater, and this was my thought then, back in 2007, there's that scene where he's going after Annie, and he, he, she's trying to run out of the front door. He grabs her, and then he slams the door shut. Right then, it cuts to, Annie's on the ground or whatever, and he's chasing her, and then you know starts stabbing her, and blah, 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 blah. My thought was, wow, it would have been so much better if, when he slammed the door, it just cut to a different scene. And that's what this guy did with the edit. Huh. And I was like, holy shit, that's what I thought. It made it so much better. We didn't need to see all that shit. We know what was going to happen.
1: Yeah, Paul Paul told me about this yesterday, so I'm going to have to watch this myself as well. Yeah,
2: check it out. I thought it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so if you guys
2: want to check it out, it's under Cole Edits on uh, YouTube. Yeah, that's uh, C-O-L-E-E-D-I-T-S. Cole Edits. And he didn't ask me to say that. And uh, he's probably never going to know. But check it out anyway. I thought it was really cool. I'll
1: check it out.
0: a creepy good time, Cripsters? Now it's time for a special pre-release review of Hacksaw, written and directed by Anthony Leone, his love letter to Dennis Hopper and Toby Hooper. A young couple, on a road trip, takes a detour to the site where an notorious murderer, Ed Hacksaw Crow, became an urban legend on the day he was killed many years before. But they quickly find the legend may not be as dead as they were counting on. Starring Amy Hay, Brian Butler, Courtney Hall, Michael Burgess, George Jack, Chase Finetti, and Sadie Katz as TJ Castle.
2: So now we're doing, uh, spoiler-free review of the movie hacksaw by anthony leone
1: yeah which uh paul first showed me the one thing that that he showed me was the trailer uh from that movie and uh we both thought that the trailer looked really cool and it it uh you know it got us interested in like wanting to see what else is going on with it
2: yeah like it was a it was a teaser trailer so it wasn't very long but just what it had in it like it looked fucking dope like it uh, it took me back to like the old Texas Chainsaw Massacre like kind of feel uh, like real gritty and shit like and it was really cool like ever since I've been waiting to see this movie I'm really really stoked about it and he actually sent it to us to do this uh, review for him um, the movie isn't coming out for a, a little while I think he still has some polish to do to it um, he's not completely done but it's pretty much the full film that we watched and it was fucking awesome
1: yeah we both were like looking forward to it uh, we were just like both, you know, hoping that this was going to be an awesome movie. We, we didn't get disappointed. It, it was awesome. It, w- it was a good movie worth watching. Um, you know, when it does come out in theaters, if you know, for all you horror fans, if this is a movie to go out to, even if you've never heard of it, you're going to want to go watch it. You'll hear about it from other people that have watched it uh later on if you didn't watch it in the theater you're gonna kick yourself in the butt because you're like damn i should have watched it in a theater where you can see it all big with all the crowd right there yeah uh because it was awesome just watching it with paul it was it was like cool i just we know we watched it more than once
2: yeah we watched it back to back (laughs) (laughs) it it was that good i was like fuck this is awesome and we're definitely gonna go watch it when when it hits the theater
1: yeah for sure it's like it was like uh worth it and then uh you know I don't know, like like Paul said, it was like the look of it, just like the gritty look. I like that, uh, but besides the look, I mean, one can go so far just with the look. It was a cool storyline, and we like the characters that that came off on it, um, especially you know the the uh, horror villain on it, uh, which you know it's to me it's like we, we still got some questions on it because it was like it's left that way where like you're wondering different things about it
2: yeah definitely
1: so you know and then it's it's kind of tough on some stuff because it's like you want to talk more about this movie but we can't just because it's not out yet yeah so we don't want to
2: give anything away guys so yeah so we're being I'm, very vague about this shit yeah
1: so there there's different stuff that came out on it like uh like we like we're talking about like the gore you see the gore right away from the beginning uh when the movie you know begins you see you know you see that stuff and it hits you yeah but it like how paul paul was talking to me about it and it's like it's true it's like when we're like it's one good thing about good horror movies is the pacing and if it's just like gore all the time it's like it's you kind of get numb by it with this one it's like well it hits you with like a you know like a left hook to the jaw and but it leaves you enough where you like it, it leaves you alone where you can breathe for a bit yeah and it'll hit you some more at some points yeah and and the effects on this are fucking top notch dude they're really good uh one thing was the ending i mean we can't say what happens at the end but it left us both just like holy shit right at the end yeah it was
2: fucking cool but
1: it was just an awesome way to end it too and then uh the acting
2: was fucking great like it it, the cast was great i thought the acting was well done um the characters were cool there was some uh, character development things that could have went on but for for what kind of movie it was, it really didn't matter too much. I almost got, like, a kind of, like, Terrifier feel from it. Or even, like like I said, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where you really didn't need to, to have this, uh, this huge character development. But yeah, Amy K plays the character Ashley, and she fucking played it great, dude. Like, I, I thought it was
1: really cool. One thing I want to say is Amy K's performance was awesome. There was good development like we it 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 felt like with her and 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 the boyfriend on there that they did feel like if they could be a real couple. Yeah. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and they had like that dynamic. There was, you know, it could have been it's kind of like an everyday life thing where uh she felt like a real like, you know, girlfriend right there and and with him he felt like kind of he was kind of like a a little bit of a dick kind of a boyfriend though. But, you know, but they loved each other uh you know so they had it was funny cuz they had their dynamic like you could tell that they love each other but they also have that dynamic where they kind of drive each other crazy too yeah so it, it that's why i said it was like it had you know both of them they did it they did a pretty good job and i mean that that was just his character that's what he was supposed to be you know doing great performance uh leading up to what happens later on uh she did an awesome job when it came up to uh the terror parts and and uh the screams yeah oh man she's a screamer dude yeah it, uh good screams it was an annoying scream so now nah, she's awesome. she can be up there with the scream queens yeah it's awesome yeah and then uh one thing i wanted to ask uh the question to paul
2: <laughs> oh god i know what he's gonna say
1: <laughs> the question that we always hit paul with was it gory enough for you
2: it was fucking gory dude <laughs> the gore was top-notch any fucking gore hound's gonna love this shit there's some good stuff in that man
1: yeah and and to me it's like one of those ones where it's like it's gory but like i was telling paul there's sometimes when it's gory but it's like just too much uh this one was was extreme gore but it was like i still like i couldn't get my eyes off of it It like like other times it's like there could be some other stuff that is gory where like i don't want to see that so you know it kind of turns your stomach and it's like something like with this one it was just like a gore where it's like you're watching it you have to you know you watch it but it's kind of like it makes you go like uh, like we had at the end moment too was the oh my god moment but um you know it all builds up
2: we're sitting here really fucking like biting our tongues because there's so much we want to talk about this movie but we don't want to give it away for you guys like you need to see it you know that you know in the future I'm hoping that we're able to do a, a full spoiler review on it and just go through everything we loved about this movie
1: i i liked the the look of the villains in this uh in the film Mm -hmm. and the way they were portrayed and the the kills that they do yeah um and there was other uh elements to them and it leaves you open to like you know kind of like where it's in your mind that hey this could be going on but you're not sure and that was an awesome part of the movie as well. That we yeah, there's like,
2: definitely some some stuff that you got to think about. You know, like. Um Going in, I thought it was going to be just a straightforward slasher or something. Which, but, which
1: there is some slasher stuff in yeah, there, but which, there's also is, some other
2: elements, which is elements. also fine. You know, I like that kind of shit too. But there's a few things in there that you actually had to think about, and and that was really cool. That was a nice surprise.
1: Yeah, and it, it leaves it for like after you watch it, then you're going to be discussing it with your friends that you went out to go watch that movie. Yeah,
2: right? like me and Memo, we, we we watched it earlier this morning. Uh, like I, like we said twice, and we've been talking about it pretty much
1: all day. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, we both enjoyed it. We both recommend it. And like I said, if you're a horror fan, you have to go watch this movie. We give it two severed thumbs up for sure. That was our spoiler-free review of Hacksaw. And uh, one thing we want you to get off of it is that we do recommend it, uh, and you know, supported it. You know, it's if you're a horror fan, we want you know, we want you go see it. Uh, If this, if this, if he sent it and we couldn't recommend it we wouldn't recommend it
2: yeah definitely i mean dude everybody wants to go out there and make their own horror movies i know i do (laughs) me and memo were were talking about it this last few weeks
1: yeah but i mean like this guy's got vision and 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 it looks really awesome yeah
2: and he's yeah i was gonna say is he's out there doing it and he's, he's doing a really good job and yeah just support it dude like Go see it when it comes out. If you guys have Instagram, go out there and uh, follow Hacksaw Film.
1: Tell them, we want it now. We, we want, want it now. now. <laughs> I
2: do. I want that shit sitting up on my fucking shelf.
1: I know. It's like when it comes out, it's like we're definitely going to buy that Blu-ray of it.
0: You're dead, you're dead. You're dead. You're dead and out of this world. You'll never get a second chance. Plan all your moves in advance. Stay dead. All right. Stay so
2: dead, for tonight, we're going to be doing dead, our first vampire-themed episode. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not very scary. Just think of like something scary with vampires and and, and put
1: that in there. <laughs> beware beware yes take care remember that edward oh yeah 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 <laughs> dude fucking edward was great <laughs> he, he made such
2: like shitty ass movies but you know what they're cool i got two copies of plan nine from outer space uh, and i have uh edward from uh tim burton's movie yeah
1: edward that was good too with the two copies of Plan 9, are they both the same kind of thing? Or no, well, one,
2: one is the you know black and white version, and the so other one get, is the color
1: version. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I was like, I got to get both of those bitches. Uh-huh. So the first vampire movie that we're going to be reviewing is What We Do in the Shadows. It was made in 2014, made by Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. Okay, this movie is starring also Jermaine Clement as Vladislav. Uh, Taika Waititi as uh, Viago, and Johnny Brug as Deacon. Paul, you know, what do you got to say about that comedy? Because I know you love it.
2: I love this movie, dude. I think it's fucking great. It's funny.
1: Yeah, and uh, I was telling Paul, I was like, it's, I had to watch it another, you know, more than once, but it's because I uh, have a different, like, we both got different sense of humor on some stuff. So I still like got the like you know the humor on it. I thought it was funny as well, but I'm kind of slow on some stuff because some of the stuff it was there, but like I just didn't catch it right away. So that's why I said the second viewing for me. Yeah, I enjoyed it more just because like I said I missed some stuff. So I was like, it was that that's on me, (laughs) not on the movie. (laughs) So uh, and and it was because of the style as well. Like it was kind of like the Office style uh, where some stuff was presented in a certain way. And I I'm not a, you know, I don't watch the office. I've maybe seen like maybe a couple episodes. Yeah, of that. I haven't seen very many. So i you know, like I'm not used to that style on some stuff. So that kind of maybe threw me off as well, but it's, it's a humor where like, uh, like if you miss it, I mean, like, like I said, I enjoyed it more that second time just because I, you know, I got it that second time.
2: What about the third time when we watched it earlier? No, in the day?
1: Even better. That's what <laughs> I said. I was like, you know, you can watch it again and again. Uh and, of course, I'd probably watch it sometime near in the future as well.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Well, we'll we're not going to say everything, you know, that happens in this movie, but uh, we are going to talk about, like, it does start off, like, like uh, humorous, but, like, I was telling Paul, I was like, you know what? This guy kind of reminds me of um, Latka, which was uh, and Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. Uh, in certain ways. It's not that he, you know, like, that he looked like him because he didn't look like him, but just kind of, like, he Had like a certain way with that, because, like, Andy Kaufman when he did Latka, it was like a I guess an Eastern European kind of thing, but it was like a fake, n- non existent, yeah, country. And the, uh, the accent was the guy had that, that kind similar. of weird, yeah, he had that kind of weird accent, so it kind of reminded me of it. And then also, like, kind of the way he um he spoke, like, uh, just like the pacing of how he said it, um. And I don't know, it was kind of like trippy that it was like, it kind of reminded me of him Yeah, on that. And just when he pops up and then Paul was just laughing at this. And that's why I said when I first watched it, like it has on some stuff, you got to rewatch some things because it's like you see it afterwards more is like when he first comes up and then you see him coming out of the coffin. And he just got a stupid, like, <laughs> smile on his face. Yes. Like, like, he's kind of, like, a nervous smile. I kind of, like, I, to me, the first time I was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. And He's, then,
2: like, uh, he's like levitating himself forward out of the coffin. And he kind of stops for a second and looks at the camera and has that weird smirk. Like, oh, shit.
1: Yes. <laughs> like, this that's, is
2: harder than it should be.
1: Yes. And th- that's why I said I was like, I didn't catch that that first time yeah. going through it. And then the second time, it's like, it's more funny to me because I was like, oh, you know, like, I missed it. And that was on me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting there the whole time we're watching it, and I'm just cracking up on every fucking stupid little thing. And and Memo's just like, he's laughing a little bit. I'm, I'm, but I'm laughing,
1: like, but it's it, to me, it's like more. I'm laughing on the inside yeah. on a lot of the stuff. Um, but it that's why I said it's like humor, but it's like different humor for different people. But I do get the humor, and I'm, I'm laughing at it because it is funny and it's well written. Uh, but like I said, like more like like I said, I, it kind of like went over my head on some stuff. But like Paul, he was like just laughing because there's just so much stuff in it. <laughs> there is from, 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 just, from like all the characters.
2: For for me, it's just nonstop fucking cracking up, man. Just every little thing, just like like we were saying, just weird smirks that they have. Uh, Viago does like the, the the silliest smiles and shit. It's just like oh man, it's just fucking great. So, um, all three of the main characters were fucking awesome. I think they're funny. They're all funny in their own way too.
1: Yeah, and then that's what I was saying. It was like with. uh uh viago he was i think he was i mean the other guys had a problem too but uh or the other guy but uh it was more him where he was like worried about like oh there's a mess on the floor yeah and, and, and the dishes aren't done i think there was more him than anyone yeah so
2: like in the beginning of the movie uh viago's going around to the the rest of the the, the characters his flatmates yeah, telling him hey we're gonna have a flat meeting in 10 minutes he gets to vladistav and the shit's funny as fuck he opens up his door and like vladistav's up against the wall with like three uh vampire chicks yeah and he's just like hissing at him he closes <laughs> it then opens it up and, and Vladistav's like what do you want oh just letting you know that we're having a flat meeting in 10 minutes he's like 20 he and closes the door <laughs> <laughs> and he's and that's the thing he wants to he wants to get everybody together because he wants to talk about like the chores and shit that haven't been done in five years
1: which is one flatmate's thing
2: yeah it was really funny when we went down there to get Peter. Pete now Peter is the oldest one out of all of them. He's like they, I think they mentioned he's like eight thousand years old. He looks like Nosferatu, you know that? Yeah, that a,
1: that eggy head, mm-hmm. pointing ears,
2: and he's down in like the basement in like this little fucking like like crypt almost thing made of stone. And Viago, he's going up. He he opens it up. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to let you know, Peter, that we're having a flat meeting, which you don't need to go. And he looks down, and there's like skeletons and shit everywhere. He's like, "Oh, you got a real mess down here. How about I, uh, I bring down a broom or something, you know, to clean up these skeletons?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so fucking great!" <laughs> and then he hands him a chicken.
1: <laughs> you were you were laughing at the last uh, chicken uh, bagak thing that came <laughs> yeah, it's,
2: it's so fucking cool. So he gets everybody together, and and well, Peter doesn't show up he just stays down there you know uh actually vladislav's like where's peter he, is he coming and that's when viego's like peter's 8000 years old he's not coming yeah <laughs> he wants to tell deacon that you know he hasn't hasn't done the dishes in 5 years they have like this little wheel with names and shit and chores and he's like it's been here at the same spot for 5 years and they're uh, Deacon and, and Vladistav are kind of, like, yelling at him, like,
1: vampires don't do dishes. But the, the funny part was that, at, um, what's it called? The Viago was, like, uh, instead of, like, just, you know, just going to the problem, he kind of wanted to soften it up. So he's, like, uh, yeah, you know, it's not that we want to, you know, we, we think you're cool and all, and then the uh, Deacon's all, like, happy, like, oh, yeah, so this means about me being cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like when, uh. When, uh, uh, Vladistav's like, uh, you know, the other day I, I was pulling a, a body down the hallway and I looked behind him and saw there was no dirt. So I kind of swept the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's fucking great. And then like just, uh, Deacon and, and Viago are going at it. Cause you know, he's like, we don't do dishes. Like we don't even use dishes. And he's like, but we don't want that mess around for when we have people come over. He's like, when people come over, we eat them. <laughs> <laughs> and they get up and they're flying and fighting with each other. It's yeah. <laughs> so fucking great.
1: Oh, they also mentioned about like uh putting down a uh, newspaper.
2: Yes, he's like, "You know, it doesn't take very much to put down some newspaper or towels or something."
1: Yeah, even Vlad's like, uh, "We're vampires. We don't you know, we don't need to do that stuff."
2: He's <laughs> like, and, "Some vampires, Viago's like, some pa- vampires do." He's like, "Not serious
1: ones?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> so i mean it's kind of it's documentary style where there's different stuff but there's hum a lot of humor that that is put that's written into this movie um they you know they start off with the the four uh, roommates that live in that uh, flat and uh they end up uh, adding a new one because they uh they, they uh, have a familiar that they have um that uh, one of them uses uh which is uh deacon. But he's just stringing her along. Yeah cause...
2: the the familiar's name is Jackie.
1: Yeah, so with Jackie, uh, she you know she's there. She's doing her part. Like she brings them victims and th- does different stuff for him. Cleans around
2: the house and shit. Yeah, washes their uh, blouses. Yes, she's all ironing the blouses. Like they wear blouses. Like what the shit?
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, she brings over two people for for them to uh, eat um and they were hoping for virgins but they didn't get that with 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 either one of them uh and they end up uh making another vampire but it wasn't the uh three uh vampires that you know are the main ones it was a uh, peter that uh that makes them they, they were chasing uh that nick. one down yeah nick yeah, yeah. they're chasing nick but he ends up going out and peter uh ambushes him outside yes so they just dis- they figure that he's dead that you know peter eats him uh, but yeah, what was it like the next day or something where he's coming through the window? Uh, um, I think it said it was a few months later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because he, you know, went through a transformation. It just shows the backstory afterwards yeah. where he's like, you know, all fl- like feeling like super sick, like a flu kind of stuff, but with crazy symptoms where he's like bleeding through his eyes and shaking and like floating in the air. Um, so, and his, and what the wound on his neck saw looking crazy. So, yeah, uh, he, he kind of, like, meets up with him, and then they're surprised to see him, but he's kind of, like, flying. He's flying, but he's, like, kind of, like, flying weird where he's, like, coming <laughs> he's in. He's having like, trouble getting through the window. Yeah, his, like, legs are going in first. And, and his body's like, kinda... a
2: Deacon's, like, just go through the door. He's, like, no, I can fly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yes, because they want him to be, like, you know, uh, you know, not showing off. Yeah, so people... secretive.
2: You know, they're trying to, to hide who they are, even though they have this documentary
1: crew, like, filming everything they they're doing yeah so uh he comes through so they're surprised that that you know he's still alive uh but he ends up being one of their flatmates since you know he got turned and uh this but the bad thing i mean like uh they 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 don't really accept him
2: uh like right away yeah yeah deacon and, doesn't like yeah, him at and all
1: deacon really hates him because like deacon was like the new kid on the block and now <laughs> yeah fresh no more
2: yeah there's this scene where Vi- viago's like uh introducing like the the other two characters and he's like deacon's like the young one the the young r- rebel vampire and it shows deacon his age is 183 yeah <laughs> i was like oh that's so fucking funny but yeah so nick is like you know he's the young one now and deacon fucking hates him for it
1: yeah and he does a bunch of stuff to like kind of like not endear him to uh to the rest of them either because he like blabs about him being a vampire to ev- everybody that he meets basically um and... Yeah, they
2: keep telling him like don't don't tell people that we're vampires. What the fuck are you doing? He's going to everybody telling him. Even showing him like there's this guy at a, a convenience store. He's like, Yeah, I'm a vampire too. <laughs> and uh, it's like what could you do? And and Nick shows him like this demon face and, and Deacon standing right behind him like, Motherfucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he tells what like his best friend uh Stu.
2: Yeah, Stu. Stu is fucking cool. Everybody <laughs> loves Stu. He was a human but they they were like okay we won't eat him because he's your friend and they ended up liking Stew way better than than Nick.
1: Yeah, they treat him way better too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's so fucking cool.
1: Yeah, even like uh what Nick was talking about like oh like he wants to eat him but he does you know but he's my friend so I'll never eat him. And then uh what it was even a one part like before when uh, before when Nick was uh, going to be a victim they put a plate of biscotti uh, in front of him. Yeah.
2: Oh, I love how fucking <laughs> Deacon says it. He's like, "Eat some biscotti." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So they they put that in front of him. It's like a trick they like to do with him. And they they said it was like from Lost Boys.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Deacon's like, uh, "Do you like you like biscotti? Try some." And he's eating. It and He's like, "How do you how do you like worms?" And then fucking Nick's like, "Oh shit! This is before they turned him." And uh, he's like, "He's like, There's a Fucking worms on the plate, and he's like. Uh, Deacon's like how do you like having a, a a snake for a penis? And he's looking like my my fucking dick's a snake and he's uh deacons all Yeah, that's a little trick that I like to do. I kinda stole it from the lost boys. <laughs> like, oh my
1: god. Yeah, and then it comes up again um later on when uh, when Stu's there and Nick wants to do the same thing with him and play a trick on him. But he's got just fries, so uh, you know he he's like, oh, so how do you like eating worms? And it's like you can't do that with that. That doesn't look, you know, it has to be kind of worm-like, like the the spaghetti or <laughs> the baschetti. Or uh, he said, oh, even noodles would work. We can get him some noodles. He's like, nah. He already knows what I was trying yeah, to he do. Knows. It's done. <laughs> so uh, one part about like uh, Nick, uh, like I, like I said, he kind of was causing some trouble since he kept mentioning about uh you know being a vampire to everybody he actually does run into someone where he goes hey i'm a vampire and the other guy well hey i'm a vampire hunter and then he's like yeah yeah whatever like like you know it's like he thought he was just you know messing around with him so he like heads off and you know does whatever he does but it ends up being like uh one of the scenes in the future we we see uh peter and he and he's down uh and he, he ends up you know he's burning <laughs> so it ends up where that vampire hunter, you know, he actually did come to their place. He let him, Nick led him to the place. Uh, the vampire hunter's dead, you know, with his neck snapped uh, backwards. Um, but, you know, that's the end for Peter. They try to help him, but no, they can't he, get into the sun. Yeah, because
2: he's like, there's sunlight, sunlight.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, we had
2: a fatal sunlight accident.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so. you Fucking
2: know. <laughs> Vlad comes and throws like this pitcher of water on him. He's like, I was too late. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so so that happens, you know, that's the end of Peter. So, uh, yeah, they, you know, it just goes through that. And then uh, at some point they kind of run into werewolves like a couple times throughout the movie. Now, Reese
2: Darby plays uh, like the lead werewolf, and it's so fucking funny. Like they come across them, they're just walking along. And, uh, you know, Deacon's like giving them shit, like I smell a wet dog or some shit like that. And, and they're trying to be cool with it, the werewolves. And and, uh, one of them starts swearing, and and Reese is like, hey, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. (laughs) And then, like, what are we? Werewolves, not swearwolves. (laughs) It's so (laughs) fucking great.
1: Uh, Another aspect that comes up, too, is because we now want to say the whole story of this film. But uh, an important one that that keeps coming up throughout the film is they keep bringing up uh, a character called the Beast, Vladislav. He... uh, he used to be like a super powerful vampire that had was able to do a bunch of different things, transform, which came up later on that I didn't notice the first time watching it because I thought it was just like an animal that was there. But Vladislav was able to also like transform to different uh, animals or beings. But he couldn't get the face right. <laughs> so on one part where Nick's like running for his life, he comes up as a cat, within, but still has Vladislav's face. Yeah. I didn't know what that I was like, what the hell? I thought it was just like a demon kind of weird looking thing. But it was like, no, it's Vladislav. I'm like, okay, I get it this time. Um, so, But they, they mentioned that beforehand. Mm-hmm. I just kind of missed it. Um, and then also that he was able to uh, hip, hypnotize uh, people. And, it, and uh, he was so strong, he was able to hypnotize masses of people before. But uh, they said ever since the beast, he's never been the same. So, like, every time he's trying to, like, hypnotize people, he can't do it anymore.
2: Yeah, it was funny. He's all standing outside of this this window, and this uh, this guy's there. He's all, see me, see me. And the guy's not looking at him, so he just starts tapping <laughs> on the window <laughs> to get his attention. <laughs> but, yeah, like... That's a, a kind of a thing going on throughout the movie toward until towards the yeah, end is the
1: beast. Yeah, and then when they mention the beast, they show some kind of weird-looking, like, crazy creature. Yeah, there's all these different drawings,
2: like, old-school drawings of just yeah. these creatures and, and like, this creature battling what would be, like, Vladislav.
1: And and I was mentioning, like, with one of them, it kind of looks simplified, but it was, like, a weird creature. Then I, I mentioned, I was like, Paul, is that, like, a willy on its uh, on its <laughs> chest right yeah. there? and uh i was like I, paul was like i don't know maybe <laughs> but it looked like it, it but it was just like weird stuff and then you 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 know you, it keeps like uh building up to it and then um they get invited like the main thing is when they uh, started this um documentary uh it was towards this uh ball that was coming up for vampires and it ended up being with the yeah, uh, holy masquerade well. yeah then holy masquerade so um they 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 get their invites and then there's always some person where it's like the main person that they're kind of celebrating, and uh, Vladislav was like all hoping it was gonna be him th- that year, but it ended up being the beast. <laughs> so he got all like sad and depressed, and they, they show him later on where he's like uh, like looking all like old like, and yeah and,
2: old and like crusty, <laughs> almost like ashy. Yes, uh, he's sitting at the at this at the computer right, and they're talking to him, and he's like. Just leave me to do my dog bidding. And he's like, what, what are you bidding on? Oh, I'm bidding on the table. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, so he's just so depressed that the Beast is going to be there.
1: So, yeah, we get to the ball, and, you know, the remaining flatmates are there. They already kicked out uh, Nick from the flat because of what happened with Peter. So um, they're there. They show up, and uh, Nick ends up being there. But uh, also... Um, he
2: brought Stu with him.
1: Yeah, Stu's there. And uh, also, Jackie's there, too. And they're, like, wondering what, you know, they're wondering, hey, why is Jackie here? But she's like, oh, you know, I'm turned already. And uh, they're like, who turned you? And it's like, oh, Nick turned oh, me. Oh, Nick.
2: <laughs> and, and Deacon's like, well, uh, okay. And he goes up to Nick. He's like, you know, I, I would have liked if you asked.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he was stringing her along all that time, too. Yeah,
2: he was. There was one point where uh, when, when when Peter got killed because of Nick, He goes to Jackie, and he's like, well, I was going to turn you tonight, but, you know, Nick and Peter died, so I might have to, uh, you know, penalize you, maybe add a couple of years, maybe 10 years. (laughs) I was like, well, she didn't even do anything.
1: Oh, well, it, I guess it's just because she brought Nick to that thing, and he feels yeah. like that was the, the cause.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That's right. She's like, but, but probably I mean, like, well, but, you but, fucking but, brought Nick. Like, but, it's all your fault. Yeah,
1: Nick. I know. But it was like she was indirectly, yeah. so it wasn't like really her fault.
2: She's there, like with her fangs and just loving it.
1: Yeah. And then with uh, the 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 big reveal shows up is the beast. We we find out we finally find out who the beast was, which was just uh, it was an ex of uh, Vladislav. So, <laughs> which was a female. Yeah, Vlad's like, yes, the beast is my ex-girlfriend.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, they're over there. Uh, one thing that happens is that uh, they, the the party, they find out about Stu and uh, humans are not supposed to be at that party. So it's kind of open season on Stu everybody's like ready to like they want to eat him yeah
2: at the party there's like not only vampires there's zombies there's witches all kinds of shit like when they first see Stu, they notice like something's different about him so they're like are are you a demon are you a, a warlock and uh, they tell Stu, you know go ahead go go away and, and viago's like oh no he's just kind of like a human huh <laughs> i would have been like yeah he's he's a warlock
1: yeah, so, like, Vlad makes his big comeback as well. He comes over kind of, like, helping out to protect yeah, Stu cause they're, as well. Yeah, because
2: they're about ready to just fucking swarm and, and kill Stu. Yeah, and Vlad walks in with his all-white outfit on and a, a mask and his hair hair done up, kind of like Dracula on Bram Stoker's Dracula.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He mentions about, like, oh, it's, it's me, your former lover. Then she mentions somebody else's name. <laughs>
2: She's like, Georgie? <laughs> He's like, no, that's not Georgie. And then he takes his mask down and just gives like a ta da kind of
1: thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh, you it's you the asshole.
2: Oh, the asshole. <laughs> He's like, Shut up, beast. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me an asshole. And she's like, Don't call me a beast.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh I don't know, they end up like having a, like a vampire fight, but they're you know what it was like uh, kinda like a fight to the death kind of thing. But they weren't you know, they were what they mentioned that, oh, we're not supposed to be fighting or something. <laughs> Um, Vampires don't kill vampires mm-hmm. And then uh, Stu comes over from behind With a pole And, and kills the vampire That was uh, fighting against Vlad So they end up like uh, You know Kind of cheesing it Like Bender says Cheese it They they head out for it So they, they're <laughs> running And then uh, Next scene you see Is that they're cheering for Stu They're like Stu, Stu, Stu Yes And then they ran. They run into the uh, werewolves uh, But it's that time of the month Or whatever Where the moon's out It's a full moon <laughs> Yeah, full moon <laughs> and uh you know so they they change they're trying to get everybody's trying to like get out of the way i, I think they kind of give them a warning as well right yeah uh but uh ends up being where like stew you know the uh that was kind of like almost like the end of stew right there or so we think uh because uh they do their attack you see like bodies flying in the air and crazy things going on and uh and you know they kind of do the backstory cuz everybody's thinking that Stu's dead but he comes back later on in the in the movie they're at home and then he comes knocking but he's got these scars over his face and uh he kind of they do the backstory of what happened like they they the the ambulance comes over the cops there was some cops that showed up earlier on in, in the movie uh that were kind of investigating stuff but they didn't find anything they end up showing up again. Oh, that was again. a
2: funny scene too. You guys need to check that out. Yeah, that, that shit was cool.
1: Yeah, so so they show up again uh, with the ambulance thing, and then they they get Stu. So they figure he's dead, but like uh, for some reason, you know, he kind of like wakes up and like runs off. And uh, he says he he kind of doesn't remember anything until like the morning. He kind of he wakes up and he's got the scars on him. So yeah, so like at some at at uh, some point, like Stu since he's he got turned into a you know one of the werewolves now. So he's uh with the pack that there was he gets with the the leader and he wants the the werewolves and and the the vampires to uh you know get along so they kinda like have a party or something or get together so they meet up and then like the uh what's called the one of the vampires they kinda they they mentioned before like they were like the wolves have like a a smell mm-hmm. about them kind of like a dog smell, yeah so like yeah deacon was giving him shit the yeah, whole time. <laughs> yeah so they they come over they're like oh well there was that smell right there but we opened up some windows and and you know the, the smell went out so everything was all right right there and you know we had, all had a good time afterwards so uh i on uh with toward you know at the end of the movie we uh one thing we didn't mention but i'll mention now and we'll kind of backtrack a little bit but not too much is uh viago he had a love interest uh that he had uh you know a long time ago because uh uh, I don't know how long, but his, uh, love interest is now, uh, basically an elderly woman. She ended up like heading over to New Zealand. Uh, he, he tried to like follow her, but, uh, his, uh, familiar, which was kind of like his Renfield, uh. Gave the wrong, po- you know, posted. So he it took him forever to get to <laughs> New Zealand. It took,
2: it took him like eighteen months to get to New Zealand, yeah. and by then she was already married and, and fell, on, you know, fell in love, got married, all this shit. So he was like, I'm just gonna leave her alone.
1: Yeah, he was he was broken hearted. He wanted he it, the thought did cross his mind that he did want to kill the his her husband. <laughs> yes. but, but but he saw that she was happy, so that kind of made him happy in a way. But he was miserable <laughs> yes. really,
2: and uh, he, so he brings out like this. This necklace that she had gave him, he, he's like, "This is the last thing that she gave me." And it was this, uh, a locket, so it has a picture of her, and then he put a picture of himself in there. Which I, I was like, I don't, I didn't think they had reflections, but I guess they can take pictures because they show it in the beginning credits. You see, yeah, a bunch there's of pictures, pictures, yeah. So, uh, and he he goes and puts it on, and he's like, "We can't wear silver," and he's he's, he's wearing it, and he's like making these faces because it's burning that's <laughs> so fucking funny he he wears it for like a couple of seconds and then he's like yeah that's about as long as i can wear that
1: yeah so uh at the end of the movie he ends up uh, turning her as well but i mean she's already old he talks about that you know sometimes they might get weird looks just because of their age difference um because you know he's uh got someone that's uh you know only 80 something years old and he he's about like what like 400 and something mm-hmm. years old Uh, But it's funny because it's a twist because, uh, you know, she's looking ancient and he's looking like a young guy.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that was funny. This movie is like one of my favorite vampire movies like of all time. It's not scary at all, but it's, oh, dude, it's so funny. Just every little thing, like I I just crack up, like I said before.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's different parts of it that has different stuff from different vampire movies, but they put a little flip on it where Mm -hmm. they put humor into it. Like, uh, where, you know, one of the vampires eats food that was not blood. So, I was telling Paul, I was like, oh, that that part, you know, it reminds me of a part of uh, the next movie that we're going to review. Uh, let the right one in. Uh, that 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 was uh, from there. I don't know if there's any other vampire movies where that Yeah, there's shows. some
2: that I've seen that happen, but, you know, that stands out
1: for yeah. sure. That's the only one that I've seen because I haven't seen, like, a, you know, as many. Well, as well I
2: can't say that. I've seen every vampire movie ever, but. Yeah I've seen it happen before but especially in, in what we do in the shadows like they do it like to the extreme so Nick eat, you know Nick's kind of pissed off and he eats one of those those fries that uh he was trying to get Stu to fucking see the worms <laughs> he eats one and like you know Vla- Vladislav is like oh, I wouldn't eat that <laughs> he like he eats <laughs> yeah. it anyway and then the next thing you see him out there just throwing up fucking blood just boom, shooting it everywhere <laughs> yeah. it's so fucking funny just things like that were just it just cracked me up i I've watched this movie so many times, and I'll watch it so many more times. I don't know if you guys checked it out yet, but recently they had they just wrapped it up with the first season, but there's a, a TV show What we Do in the Shadows on FX. When I first heard about it, I was super stoked, and then I found out that really nobody from the movie's going to be in it. So I was like, "Oh, you know what? I'll give it a chance, but it's just as fucking funny as as the movie. The three main characters from the movie, Deacon, Viago, and Vladislav, they they do show up a little bit in the series. But I fell in love with these whole new characters just as much as I fell in love with the original ones from the movie. So if you guys haven't checked it out, I definitely suggest you fucking check that shit out. It's really good. If you haven't seen the movie, watch that shit first. We definitely recommend it.
1: Well, I'd have to give it on on a vampire scale. I'd have to give it an... A positive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's their favorite blood type. As long as it's virgin blood.
1: Yeah. Uh, good. They might not be going after me since I'm B plus. B positive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so definitely check this movie out. And uh, let us know what you think about it.
1: Hit us up on our uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You know, some something I, th- I think that uh, a lot of people, like I said, they're going to get the humor way faster than I did. <laughs> so they would be like "What was- Memo's they- a little slow they're like what was this guy yeah I, I don't know it's just like I said uh, I don't know I just at first I didn't uh, get it 100% then afterwards it's like I had to review it yeah uh, that second time and it's like I enjoyed it even more well Memo
2: says check it out twice
1: yes or thrice <laughs> The next vampire flick that we'll be uh, reviewing is Let the Right One In. This one was made in uh, 2008. And the two main characters are Oscar and Ellie. Uh, Oscar is a 12-year-old boy um, that uh, we find out later on that he's getting bullied. uh, And Ellie is uh, also, um, she's a vampire, but she also looks 12 years old, but she is not 12 years old, you know. Um, this, uh, film is a foreign film, uh, made in Sweden. So the language, uh, is Swedish and I don't know, me and Paul, we kind of both recommend if you do watch this film, I mean, you could, you could put the dub in in English, but we both prefer it with the Swedish language going in, going on. Even though we both don't, you know, know a lick of Swedish no. language, but it, you just get the performance and the sound uh, is, you know, everything is much better that way as far as like viewing it. Uh, but, of course, put the uh, English subtitles on there so you can understand what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I the first time I watched it, I watched it with the English dub. And then uh, this past time when I did put that uh, Swedish, uh, you know, language on there. But the you know, the subtitles in English, I, I, I enjoyed it more. And then we, we watched it one more time, uh, before doing the podcast. And like, you know, it, it, it yeah, if I felt like to, that's the right viewing. With. I
2: had to put it on with the, the original audio. Cause I, when I first watched it, it was with the original audio with the subtitles. And then not too long after that, I watched it with the English dub. Cause I have the, the DVD when it I bought that shit, when it first came out and I just didn't enjoy the, the English dubbed at all. Like, the performances for the, the the people recording the the English version it just didn't it didn't match what they were doing on the screen at all.
1: It kind yeah it kind of like takes away a little bit. I mean it's still good. It's, oh yeah, yeah it's but, still an awesome movie. But it like it's just with that Swedish version on there where you hear that the language there and it's just the the uh, actors uh, you know doing their performance and you just hear the words they're saying. Even though you don't know, you just you know you have that English uh, subtitle there it's a much uh, more uh, strong, per, you know, viewing to me. Exactly. So uh, I'll, the first thing we kind of see is, uh, you know, Oscar is uh, in his room, in his tidy whities and he's got a knife with him. And he's, uh, you just see him kind of like, he's, he keeps saying, like, squeal, squeal like a pig. And he's kind of like acting like he's going to poke at something with a, with a knife. Um, and, you know, we're kind of wondering, like, what's he, you know, what's he... Uh, doing that for uh but we do find out that he's kind of like acting out because he's getting bullied and that's like his fantasy is he wishes he can get back at those bullies with this knife and and you know like stab him or kill him and 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 make them scared of him uh but he wouldn't actually do it you know it's just a fantasy of his because he's you know he's basically terrified of his bullies you know which is a you know another 12 year old kid that like you know you know, as far as the acting and, and oh and yeah, he, and, and the storyline was good. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's just in that storyline as well. You know, it's not that it, it was well. A you hard... know, it's,
2: it's the the bully kid.
1: Yeah, you know. So I mean, it's not like if it's a hard role or anything, but I mean, they did a good job, like all around, like all the people that that acted in this movie. I think. Oh, I think so too. The performances with the actors were fucking top notch. Um, the storyline was amazing. Yes, and, and I mean, and the look of the movie is, is really good, too. Like, I think Paul mentioned it before, was like that, um, I don't know, it takes place, uh, to me, it takes place either, like, in the, the late 70s, early 80s, but I'm, it's probably leaning more towards, like, way early 80s, um, And but it just looks like an awesome, like like, really good cameras are on there, that, you know, high-definition kind of stuff going on. Which didn't exist back way, you know, back then it was kind of more grainier on a lot of things. Um and then the the clothing, you know, the that that matches that time period as mm-hmm. well. Um the music that comes up on it. Even though we'd never heard that music is you know
2: Yeah, the the type of music makes me think that it was like around the eighties.
1: Yeah. So I mean the main the I mean like we were saying, the characters, the look of it, but the the, the most uh I don't know the best part of the, the this thing is to me the story. Then we see uh, uh Ellie's character come up. Um we don't know who she is yet, but they come up in a car uh they like uh you know they live in an apartment building is where uh uh well, you know most of the characters are are you know from this building besides you know some other ones but most there's most one that come out is uh Ellie and uh her um what was it? Familiar? We'll call him that, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know Oscar and his mom and uh, some other tenants. Some other ones come up later on in the storyline. Yeah, well. there's
2: like there's some uh, some random neighbors, but then they kind of involve, get involved with the storyline.
1: Yeah, so uh, they show up and it's kind of like go. Oh, I don't know. It's kind of I don't know. To me, like you said, you didn't like that that movie, but um, Salem's Lot. It's kind of like when that vampire shows up and you don't know what to expect either. Like, just that arrival. Yeah. Because it's like that that car arrives and it's like, okay, it's like filled with kind of like a mystery. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, you 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 got the same feel. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, you might not have liked that movie. Well, I haven't seen it in a long time, too. I don't even think I've watched it all. but, But I got that feel. It's like when she shows up, it's like filled with mystery and you don't know what to expect. And then, uh, like the the next thing you see is like they go, they they move into like an you know empty apartment. They they move in there, and uh, you see her familiar. Like it's an older gentleman, probably like maybe what, what would you say like probably like uh, his mid fifties or late late fifties, yeah, like like. early sixties, something like something around there. And you see him patching up the window, where he's blocking, you know, like putting up different things like paperwork to you know what we, you know. Of course, we end up knowing it's to block out the light. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they're moving in, um, and, uh, it comes up later on where we find out that, uh, when Ely, Illy comes in, uh, up that she heard him talking about like, you know, talking to his the, bullies, yeah the, fantas- yeah, fan- yeah, the fantasizing part that she, even though she was like, you know, not near him, she could, you know, hear that stuff that, you know, that, oh, when I first got here, I, you know, I heard that stuff. But, yeah, she moves in, uh, It, you know, like, I, you know, I think that uh, Oscar is intrigued, you know, because he sees them kind of arrive, but he doesn't, you know, see what's going on yet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he doesn't know, you know, you don't see the girl show up because the guy show, you know, goes in there, he's got his briefcases. And, yeah, you know, it's got to be with, uh, Ellie has to be in one of them. We, we uh, get to where, like, there, you know, some bullying happens that we see, like, where they're in school, Oscar's in there. Uh, His bully comes up to him and pops him in the nose, calls him a pig. Um, They kind of take off laughing. So, I mean, Oscar didn't do anything because, you know, he's the victim. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, you know, he doesn't fight back at all for a while. Um, And next thing you do, we see like he's over, you know, with the knife outside and he's a He's with the uh, like a tree trunk. You see him next to it, and he's like poking at it, uh, but he's talking to it. Like if it's a victim, you know, like the uh, the bullies again. Yeah. Uh, but this time uh, he he has a uh, Ellie uh, show up, and uh, but he you know he didn't see her in the beginning. First he was doing his thing uh, from out of the you know like she's like in the background. I don't know. He kind of got oh, it's like a, either a feel or he notices her by some reason, and he turns around and he's like you know. He's like, oh, what are you doing here? And she's like, what are you doing here? So they they kind of meet up. They're kind of talking for a bit. And then one thing that comes out of it is that uh, Ellie says that, um, you know, that, oh, I live here, but, uh, uh, but, you know, we can't be friends. So, I don't know, to me, that kind of, like, makes it uh, more intriguing to Oscar because it's, like, in different things, like, oh, it's not for everybody, but uh, with uh, male and female. Usually, when uh, you can't have something, that makes you want it even more. Yeah, definitely. So uh, later on in the story, it's like they uh, they kind of meet up again. It was like at night there, you know, it's kind of like a jungle gym thing where they, where they meet up, and he's there again, but this time he's with uh, Rubik's cube, and uh, she shows up again, and uh, this is this kind of like where they become friends. Like he's like messing with it, and she's kind of like. Uh, wondering hey what do you you know what is that thing is like she's like is it like a puzzle or something and then he's like yeah and he's like uh showing her like how kind of how to work it but he doesn't know how to solve it no he only gets like one side done yeah so uh later you know later on he gives he gives it to her uh to to play with and and uh, mess with and then they'll see each other another time so he gives so he give it to her and um they meet up again uh afterwards but i mean some other things happen and i'll get to that thing was uh with uh ellie's familiar she he's uh he ends up being where he goes out and he's supposed to get the kills for her um and uh he has a kit with him so we have one scene you see him preparing getting everything together uh yeah but, but, we're watching it
2: memo's like you want one of those <laughs> i'm like yeah i do I'm like, I'm going to piece one of those together myself and just have it. And, and I, don't, I don't doubt
1: it. I, 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 could, I could see <laughs> Paul doing that. Um, So, uh, you know, he's he's getting that stuff together because, you know, he has to get victims where he has to drain that blood and uh, bring it to her, you know, so she doesn't get exposed. Uh, but one thing is he's supposed to be discreet about it and, you know, just get the job done. But the theme throughout the film is that, uh, I don't know, I guess he's past his prime because uh they moved over there and this guy has no luck on he any of the time. He keeps fucking times. up, like, left and right. Yeah, it's like, he's done. Like, uh, he, the first victim that he has, he does get somebody, but he strings him up and then he gets unlucky because a dog comes over and screws everything up for yeah. him. So he has to get out the way. The, the, the owners uh that were little girls, they... They uh, come up. They see the guy stringed up with the blood dripping out. So they're kind of—they're all in shock. Is the you know what the last we see of them is that they're just in shock. The dogs like lapping at the blood that's coming out of the the victim. You know, as it as as the guy is hung. That was a really down.
2: cool scene, though. Like, yeah, I, I was mentioning to Memo that it was it was kind of odd his choice and like area where he was doing it because it was like not too far from a main road we kept seeing cars going by like a lot. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's in the snow and there was like some external lights from somewhere. Now it might've been just to light up the scene, Mm -hmm. but you got to kind of think that, well, to make sense, it's probably street lights and shit or something. So it was really, really bright. And I'm just like, why is this guy doing this shit here? But then you, you start realizing later through the movie that he is fucking up and it's probably because he's just, Getting old or whatever it is, but that's why it was it was like that. But the visual of it was really nice.
1: Yeah, so I mean, he ends up coming home and then he gets kind of like a, a, a you know a, a tongue lashing. Yes, because she's like, "You're supposed to help me," you know, like you know, like I that's what you're here, dude. For and like her voice when she was saying all that, it was it sounded good. Yeah,
2: so it, it was like it, really deep and like uh, just almost demonic in we, a way, yeah, but because not, it, not it, too it,
1: much because it didn't sound like a little girl's.
2: No. Voice. Like I was like, this is cool. And you, you don't really get that if you're going to watch the English dub. Yeah. They try to do it, but it's...
1: It's not the same effect. No, not at all. Yeah, so uh, that happens. So uh, later on, uh, it ends up being where uh, she goes out and she gets her own kill uh, for herself. And he does at least one, th- one thing right is he, he does end up getting rid of the body for mm-hmm. her and they don't find it right away. And, uh, no, but they, uh, that they eventually
2: that... do, so it's like he's still kind of fucked up. Yeah, but,
1: I mean, <laughs> that ended up being, like, uh, maybe one of the people from the building as well because uh, they, they had a group that they would meet up at the cafe, and that was one of the guys right there in the group. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, that that kind of leads up, like, uh, where, you know, it's kind of getting, like, uh, that they're going to get closer to being caught because of it. So, you know, they, she gets her kill. He, he gets the body away. Um, and then the, that leads up to that scene where I was saying about the Rubik's cube. So that's the night where like, you know, like when, when she kills that, that, uh, that guy, she and he, one of the the cool parts that I was telling Paul was when she, uh, like she snaps the guy's neck back, like she, she pulls, she snaps his, his neck, but the head goes all the way like backwards. And when he, when, uh, you, when she does that you even see like the body like twitch yeah <laughs> his like, legs start kicking yeah a so i was mean, like you see that? that that was that was effective the way they you know i don't know if it was the body the, the still the body of that actor or what Well, it but, was
2: up against like a little snow bank so yeah. i imagine like the top half of the actor was in the snow
1: yeah so i mean just the, the body movement that was there and and the uh the sound effect that yeah. you hear too with the crunch um that was, you know, it was effective. But like I said, it came up back to the, you know, when they meet up, uh, when her and Oscar again meet up, and then she has a Rubik's cube, but this time she has it all the way solved, and he's like tripping out, like, oh, like how did you solve it? And she's like, oh, I just gotta twist it or something. <laughs> it's like it just reminded me of like, hey, you just you twisted something else as well. Yeah, she knows that how to fucking. Around.
2: She knows how to fucking twist shit around, and me, I'm like. Cause she starts showing him how to do it, and then they cut to a different scene. I'm like, I wanted to see how to finish that thing, how to
1: solve it. <laughs> I know. Even though I would say, I said I was saying to Paul, I would say we both don't know how to solve that. No, thing. No,
2: I was like, what did I say? Uh, I could watch vi- videos on solving that shit for
1: three weeks straight and still not
2: be able to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that that part goes on. So they kind of like uh, he kind of he's like looking at her in a certain way. He's like, oh, but like he's already like you know having hearts on his eyes right there. It comes up later on where they kind of like mention that they're getting, they're kind of getting closer because other stuff's going on, more bullying's going on, and when they're getting closer, she's kind of like, "Hey, would you, you know, would you still like me even though if, if I wasn't a girl?" So it ends up being where like uh, that uh, Ellie was the was not really a, a girl, so uh, yeah, that kind of comes up right there. Um, but uh, she kind of like they 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 kind of become more friends and, and more kind of intimate. As well, later on in the movie, as as the movie progresses, uh, but one thing that she mentions to him uh, that he does end up doing was uh, that she goes that hey, you need to stand up to them at some point. I don't care. She's like, but there's she's like that. There's more than one of them that you know that there's at least you know three, mm-hmm. and then she's like, well then because you told him to hit as you know hit hard as hard as he can, and then uh, when he mentions three, well she's like, well hit even harder. Yeah. So uh she was like, "After you do that, then you know I'll be there for you uh but I mean he doesn't know that she's a vampire or anything yet uh other thing happens like other kills go on um the familiar he ends up uh you know felling again uh we'll get to the point where like he he ends up felling where like he goes into a gymnasium and uh he tries to get one of the guys uh like the other guys leave uh, one guy alone, so he thinks that's his opening to to get that guy." And he does have him strung up and ready to go. We also had like a bottle of uh, like I don't know, some type of acid, and I don't know what he was gonna do to use it on that guy or whatever. But he did mention before he did uh, go out for that kill was he was talking to Ellie, and he was telling her that uh, you know what, like people around this building, they they know my face now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we might, you know, he's get, it's kind of getting closer where we might get caught um so he kind of mentions that and then uh, afterwards how he mentioned that oh they know my face and that's kind of what leads up to it was he's got the 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 guy strung up and the the people that were like his friends the guys that were teammates or whatever they were outside they kind of like kind of were making uh you know kind of jokes about him like what's taking him so long and then uh, they end up kind of getting concerned so they go back for him And then the guy's like kind of he's knocked out, but he starts waking up coming to. And then that's when uh, the familiar knows, hey, this this is it that I'm going to get caught because he's not got nowhere to go. These guys are going to come through that door. So he's like the the guys are going to come through. But he's over in a different spot where he's like in the the shower area and he's got that bottle of acid with him. And um, he mentions uh, Ellie's name. Before he uh, puts that bottle of acid to to he's his face, he's probably
2: just like, "I fucking let her down." There's not, that, man, I'm not gonna fix it.
1: That, and I mean, he's got love for her too. Yeah, of course. And he doesn't want you know her to get caught or, or anything to lead up to him. So that's why he, he you know he burns his face so like people don't know who he is. So uh, later on, uh, news comes out we're like, oh, like they found this guy, and then they they we're linking him to the murders that are that are going on, and uh, that. So so Ellie like hears about it on the radio, and the next scene, we're, you know, we're at the hospital where he's at, and then she comes in barefoot um, and talks to the uh, what, what the receptionist talks to the receptionist and tells them, oh, you know what, my daddy, they took they took him away, and and uh, the cops uh, got him, and uh, you know, I'm trying to look for him. You know where he'd be at, and then she mentions like, you know, he'd be a she thinks about it. She's like, "Oh, well, he'd be up in the seventh floor, but it's you know like garden, and you can't." Yeah, you can't go up there. Yeah, so uh, she's like, "Oh, but I could phone up," and she's like, "Oh, no, don't worry about it." So like, she walks away, and that's when the receptionist sees her with bare feet. So she's like, "Oh, you poor dear," like you know, she's thinking that, but she doesn't tell the you know. So she, you see, the receptionist try to follow her out, and she goes outside where it's all snowing, and uh, she looks around and can't find her. And then you see her go back in, and then the cool part is you see uh, the side of the, the building is when, when the, the receptionist walks in. you see her, uh, Ellie, on that side of the, the building, like, kind of midway, and then you just see her, like, crawl up.
2: Yeah, she kind of pops out of nowhere, like, you don't notice her at first yeah. until she's already, like, almost to the the window. Yeah, and
1: she Spider-Mans it up the, yeah. <laughs> the, the way to the seventh floor. So she gets to the window, you see her outside, and then... Um, uh, her familiar is there but his you know half his face is basically mangled up and... yeah and they did a really good job with that too i was yeah. telling memo like this looks really good um and that that's one thing about the movie it has a lot of the stuff is which we like was the practical effects exactly. that are in there uh, we did and this is the point where
2: we we did mention to each other uh, we're talking about the the remake that came out only like two years after this one um M- memo was like what do you think uh do you think that scene looked better? Um, and I was like, I probably, I don't really remember it too much, but they probably used a lot of CG. And this right here is like practical effects kind of shit. And it looks great. Yeah. So I'm always going to go with that.
1: Yeah. So so they meet up and then like uh, he goes over there. He was like had tubes in him, in him and different things. So he, he had like a tube on his neck. He unplugs that sucker. And then. Uh, what would you call he, him? Two-Face? Yeah. I called him Two-Face. <laughs> but. That's kind of like, you know, because he had like well, one, one side of his face kind of still looked all right. Uh, but he unplugs himself and he kind of gives himself to her to drain, you know, so she can get fed one, you know, one last time from him at least. So uh, she drains him out. Um, and I was telling Paul, I was like, because after she he gets drained, uh, you just see his body like she just lets him go. And he, he flies off the ledge of that, that uh, window that was open. Seven stories up, and yeah. fucking drops and hits the uh, the stairs. Like hits his head on the stairs. You just hear that that thump too, and then he goes down. And then like you see uh, like steam come off him, and uh, it's either steam or uh, or breath. So I think it was breath. So I was like, man, this guy like he got drained, but he wasn't dead yet all the way. And yet, and he got you know bonked on the head along the way down, and uh, you know he ends up dying painfully, I guess. I Even guess, but end. that's
2: when you realize, man, he was stronger than we thought. <laughs> I guess, but it was,
1: that was a, that was when, I mean, that was a little too a, late, buddy. That was an awesome scene just because of the way it looked and the way it Oh, it, it was out. a really cool scene. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, so it was kind of leading up to where, like, Ellie kind of, like, had his replacement already with Oscar, basically, because, um, you know, Oscar's younger. He's 12 years old. And you can see that it kind of played out where this guy, the the familiar was probably also the kind of the same way, who knows maybe twelve as well or somewhere around that same age, and maybe you know they fell in love, and you know he's been watching over her ever since
2: yeah, this is when you start to realize like this is kind of her game, but at the same time you 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 can tell that she really does care for Oscar and that she cared for the other guy too,
1: yeah, so uh. I mean it's kind of, it's kind of like leading up to where it's basically where we're going to be talking about more about the bullying and and the fight back as well. And like I mentioned she mentioned uh she talked to uh, Oscar and she said to like hit this guy back. So we get to a scene where there um there there's you know snow which is basically throughout the whole movie there's snow but they get to like where there's ice as well so they can ice skate. There's a uh, like they they're with their hockey sticks over there. So there's a big group right there. There was a guy that uh, was a gym teacher, that was uh, that Oscar teamed up with. That he wanted to learn how to weightlift. So uh, that guy's also there, the the coach. And uh, like Paul was telling me, he was like, I I think that coach already knew that something was gonna happen.
2: Yeah, he was watching Oscar and the other boys, like just uh, the other boys walking towards Oscar, and Oscar's kind of out there hanging out by himself. Uh, he he knew something was gonna happen.
1: Yeah the uh, the thing though is like when uh, Oscar gets there he finds a, a big uh, red pole, so he's got that and he's uh, he's got it ready and uh, the the bullies come up to him because they they I guess there's like an open hole in in the ice and they're, they they you know they want to come up to him and threaten him, so they're like hey you know what are you ready for a swim? And Oscar's like you know I'm you know that he's not gonna go for no swim and then they, they're like hey what's the stick for? And he's like, Oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna pop you one if, if, if you, uh, you come near me. So they're kind of like thinking, Oh, this guy's chicken. He's not gonna do nothing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the other bullies that they're the followers, they kind of like back off and they're like, Nah, we'll just, they're you not, know, we'll do something else. Yeah, they're else. his lackeys. Yeah, they're like, eh, hey, we'll do something else. Like, like, you know, cause they, they, it's too much, you know, like, they already, like, that's not even worth it. Like, let's go somewhere else. But the other guy, that's uh, the main bully for Oscar. Uh, you know, he's like, "Oh no, that that this you know this is this little piggy's not going to get away from us. We're going to let him talk to us like that." So uh, he takes a step forward at at one point, and then Oscar does crack him upside the head with it, you know, against the ear. So it's it's, I don't know. Like me and Paul, we both like the scene because it just looked real as well.
2: Yeah, it did. Like. I- you almost felt that hit yourself. It yeah, was because fucking crazy. You, yeah,
1: because you, you see the 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 swing. You hear the, that that uh, that stick, you know, going through the air. So you hear that sound effect, and then you just hear the the whack upside the head. Now, and you and you see his head jolt to the yeah, side. Yeah, it as makes well. me
2: wonder how they did that too, because it was it wasn't CG or anything. Um, and he he fucking went back and swung like with all his might. So I'm thinking like maybe they had some kind of pole standing next to the kid and you couldn't see it because it was like a side view. So maybe like Oscar hit the pole and right when that pole hit, he, the kid moved his head. That's the only like the easy way I can think that happened
1: because it, it looked like it fucking hit him and hit him hard. I mean, it could be that way that you mentioned, because I mean, I don't, I, I mean, other than like extremely well done cuts, uh, there's gotta be some way where like there's uh that, that pole stopping before it actually yeah, hits that actor. Exactly. um, but it's like, but I mean, either way, however, they they pulled it off, if it's your way or some other way, it was just well done because mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, it was very effective, it felt real, um, even though we know it's not because you can't just wax them some, somebody yeah. upside the head like that. I don't
2: that. know, man, they might be doing some stuff over there in Sweden. <laughs>
1: uh, this is not ECW, no. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so like you see that kid go down. And he doesn't. He's not crying right away, but he does. When he does cry, it does sound like it's like we really did get hit. Yeah, upside the head, and he's screaming like bloody murder. Yeah, and
2: then you could see where he actually got hit was his ear. So I can just imagine like that
1: that hit to the ear. Holy shit! Yeah. So uh, the the te- one of the teachers is going over there to check up on him. Uh, like it's kind of chaos because that's going on over there. And then at, at the, on the other side, they actually do end up finding that body that the familiar, you know, dumped in, into the, yeah,
2: it was like, like half frozen into the lake. Yeah. Like the top part of him was uh, above the lake exposed and the rest was, was frozen underneath.
1: Yeah. So, so it's kind of like both those things going on. Um, uh. One part of the story that like I was telling Paul was like, man, I totally forgot about this part. Was that uh, that Oscar actually had a dad in this story? I just <laughs> I didn't remember that from watching it so many years ago, but it does come up a little bit. I mean, they touch yeah, it's up a on real it. short scene, so I
2: I, I can see why you forgot about that.
1: Yeah, and then uh like like at first it's like they got they got along well together. You see a scene where where like he's having fun with his dad. Everything's going on, you know, well on uh, one of the visits that he that he goes to see his dad and then the second time that you see which is the last time that we see in the movie um he goes to visit the dad uh but this time uh like some some guy comes over at first Oscar and his dad they were having an okay they were having a good time together they're playing games and then this guy just comes out of nowhere and it's like he kind of like threw Oscar to the side, like yeah, ah, he seemed kind of jealous. So. Yeah. No, no, he's like, Yeah, you're not important anymore. Like this guy comes over and totally forgot about that plot point. Uh, mm. You know, well,
2: because they never go back to it.
1: Yeah, and it was a it was a little plot point on there. Um, so I mean that happens, and then uh, he ends up like Oscar ends up leaving, and then I was Paul's like, dude, I was like, he you see him like go out and he's like thumbing it. To get back to his mom's place, yeah, and then he, he hitchhikes goes, all the way back. And I was telling Paul's like, dude, I was like, he's twelve years old, and <laughs> he's like hitchhiking. And Paul's like, well, it's Sweden, and, and it's like, the eighties. Well, yeah, he's like, it's eighties. I was like, dude, I was like, there was like killers back then. Like, it was like it's either the 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 guy that's hitchhiking uh, that's the killer, or it's the one that's picking. Well, up I mean, the even in the movie, there was a killer, and he didn't know what was going on. <laughs> he stills, oh, you know what? Fucking, I'm gonna go. Yeah. So I mean, they had out. Um, another thing that comes up is that. uh One of the uh, people that was a part of the group uh, from the guy that got killed, there's uh, also a couple that are there. And then there's also a cat man uh, that's kind of like a cat lady, but he's a man. Uh, With that cat man, he witnessed that first guy getting murdered by Ellie. But he didn't know who it was Ellie. He just saw a little girl Mm -hmm. or, you know, a child attacking him and killing him. So he witnessed it, and then he goes to the group, and the group's like, oh, well, long time no see. And then and, and that's Paul's like, oh, he's part of that? And I was like, yeah, he's he's part of the group, but he wasn't with them for a while. So they they talk about it, and they're all, like, one of the guys from the group, he's, like, all sad about that guy being dead or missing. Uh, and then there's a, a lady right there, and they kind of have a relationship, but he kind of, like, doesn't pay attention to her too much. But it ends up being where Ellie uh, attacks her, and he's... You know, she's draining her, uh, you know, she's eating. And that guy saves her, you know, kind of on the last minute. So he, she did take some blood from, from, uh, from that lady, and she ends up getting turned because of it. So I was saying, Paul was, like, kind of crazy, like, how it turns out with her because, you know, uh, I was telling him about one of the scenes, like, that comes up because she's kind of changing. She doesn't know what's going on. Uh, she looks at her neck. She looks at the blood, and kind of like I don't, Paul was saying that it's kind of got like a, She's smelling it yeah, or she was, her
2: something. Yeah, she was smelling it and it was getting to her.
1: Yeah, so you know, there's some, you know, changes going on that she knows that she's not right. And then uh she ends up even digging into the snow and I think that's the spot where that first guy died, so maybe she was digging for like blood.
2: That's what I'm thinking.
1: And uh then it she was gets, the same spot. Yeah, and then she ends up going over to the place where the cat man's at and also the man that you know, it's kinda like her boyfriend, I guess, the one that saved her. Uh, kind of, uh, she's yeah, there. Kind of saved her. Yeah. Cause you know, she's already kind of doomed after getting <laughs> bitten. Uh, so she goes in there and then the, the cats, uh, they, uh, before we see what happens with her, like there was also a reaction with Ellie, like when, uh, vampires get near the cats, they know and they freak out and they're like hissing and, and going crazy when they, when there's a vampire around, which they did with Ellie. So when she gets in there, when the cat man's place full of cats, the cat's are already going crazy. The, the guy gets one of them, which is like a black kitten. You guys got to understand that there was a shit ton
2: of cats in this apartment.
1: He had a lot of them. I would say like at, at least like maybe 15 or something. Yeah. Because the time, Paul was like, dude, I was like, I didn't notice this, but like looking at it on, on his uh, big screen TV, I was like, I didn't notice like uh, the couches and the walls. They were all torn up, scratched up right there. So, um, yeah, They she gets there and then the cats are going crazy. And then you just the next thing you see is like one of them like goes onto her uh, calf and and bites into her calf, and then they're just like all jumping on her, attacking her. So it's kind of it's it would be crazy if you can actually get real cats to just do that, but <laughs> but, but but it was a CGI scene right there.
2: Yeah, and that's one yeah. of the very few CG scenes they use, and it didn't look too bad. You could tell it was
1: CG, but. But it, it had to be done that yeah, way. Yeah, there
2: wasn't any way that you're going to get real cats to do that
1: kind of but, shit. But they did look crazy on that one, too. Yeah. And uh, so they're all attacking her, and they're kind of getting flung around, too. But I was like, dude, I was like, it's just a crazy scene with, like, you know, 10 cats just jumping all over her. And she's going down, like, at one point, she, like, gets out of the, the apartment building, and she's, like, rolling down the stairs with the cats all over her still. And uh, it ends up being where, like, they take her to the hospital, uh, the guy ends up going there. He's kind of like talking to her, like you know that you know about their future. At some point, he's talking about like selling this stuff to like have money so they can go somewhere. And and uh, she's talking about that she doesn't want to live anymore. That you know she thinks that when that girl attacked her, that that she infected her with something. So it's kind of like she knows that something's not right with her. But mm-hmm. I, I, I told Paul I was like I, I think she knew that she was a vampire by that point. Because uh, later on, an an, uh, orderly comes in, uh, like the next morning or something, and um, she grabs his hand and then asks him for a favor. She's, oh, can, and, you know, wondering what's gonna be. It's like, Paul, like, it looked kind of like she was maybe gonna attack him.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
1: Uh, But it said, she's like, hey, can you open up the blinds for me? So he opens up the blinds and uh, the the light comes in and and uh, she basically gets lit on fire right there because you know vampires and light don't mix, sunlight yeah. don't mix <laughs> they don't like that sunlight yeah so she's just lit on fire it was just a crazy you know effect of you know yeah part it of the looked movie cool well.
2: like it the, almost the whole room uh, where she was laying yeah because I mean when it blazed yeah
1: because the you know she's just you know the body's going all up and 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 it's going to the to the uh, ceiling. And uh, and the order, is like, kind of like, what the fuck? You know, he's yeah. like, holy shit, like, you know. Yeah, he doesn't know what the and, fuck just happened. And and the boyfriend that was, like, on the other room that was, like, waiting, he goes in there, and, and he sees what's going on. So he, you know, from that point, he's kind of like, he wants revenge on, on the girl that, uh, that attacked her. Because he's, you know, he kicked Ellie off, but he didn't see who it was. But he's kind of getting closer to who it is as well. So that, uh, that's going to happen, you know. It kind of leads up to like basically the end of the movie almost is like two different things. It's like uh, that guy is basically after Ellie um, and the bullying is uh, coming to its. uh, Its conclusion. Conclusion, (laughs) basically. Right. Um, One thing how we mentioned about like uh, that Ellie was not a, a real girl, that she's a boy somehow, I guess, but. It's kind of weird, and like how we said, it has that sleepaway camp moment. uh, Was uh, that Ellie and uh, Oscar get together, and um, Oscar's kind of being a little bit of an asshole to her a little bit, yeah? Because after he does find out that she's a vampire, like he's kind of like he didn't know that she was doing all that killing, and then he's kind of like freaked out about it a little bit, but he's kind of being a a jerk because he kind of like you know he liked her, and then they were spending time together. And then after he finds out, he kind of like distances himself a little bit from her. And then uh, there's one point where uh, she gets to the door and she's happy to see him, like she's she wants to go see him. But uh, one thing was that uh, that came up earlier in the film was that she asked uh, for Oscar. She's like, "Hey, can I come in?" You know, she has to be has to be let in uh, when she's coming into uh, someone's room or building or whatever. So at first you know he said you know yes the first time and then this other time that we see him after he's being kind of like a jerk after he finds out that she's a vampire and he doesn't know what to think about it um she asked him you know like hey can i come in and then he he uh talks to her and he's like well what happens if i don't say you can come in and uh he was like well and she doesn't she doesn't uh, answer him but she's like oh, he's kind of like okay well what's here like he's kind of like acting like if there's like a yeah. force field yeah, in there's, front of him. there's nothing
2: here so why can't you
1: just come in yeah so he's kind of being a jerk and he's kind of he's kind of like uh, moving his fingers like come on in kind of movement like come on he's like you know like no big deal yeah so she's like, okay, so, I mean, she already knows what's going to happen. And I don't know if it ever happened to her before, but it's like the cool, one of the coolest moments as well as far as in a vampire movie that I've never seen. Um, that we actually get to see what does happen if a vampire, you know, doesn't get asked to be, you know, invited into that room. So uh, she does step forward and then uh, she's okay for a few seconds and then it just, you know, starts you just see like the back of her and then like blood is oozing out of her shoulder and then just blood going out of different spots. You see it coming out of her ears, out her of her eyes, her, her eyes, the, uh, from like her head or scalp, there's blood coming out. So then he, Oscar starts
2: freaking out and he's like, it's yeah.
1: okay. You can, you come in, come in. Yeah. So he's, he regrets, uh, you know, yeah. doing that. And, you know, he knows he cares about her a lot. She mentions the part where like, Hey, I heard you when, when I first got here that you know about you know he she she imitates him like word for word and his actions uh you know when she he was talking about like uh, squeal like a pig and uh, And yeah
2: and doing the stabbing motion
1: yeah and uh like who are you looking at and and stuff like that so she she mentions that stuff and uh that's what like the next scene is like you know afterwards like they they make up and um she's getting changed because of that bloody clothes he gets you know gets her out of the bloody clothes she changes like into one of his mom's dresses and while she's changing i was telling uh, paul's like look at this little pervert (laughs) so yeah oh yeah so he takes he takes a peek over there while she's changing and then he (laughs) looks over in in her private area and there's nothing there there's like just like a flat spot where there's kind of like a cut
2: yeah it looked like uh maybe something got cut off or just cut up it would it was only like a split second scene, but you, something wasn't right for sure.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it, like I said, Ellie, uh, you know, she was a boy, you know, even though she looked like a girl and dressed like a girl throughout the movie. And, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things that it makes you, you know, like, like oh, kind of a trippy part of that story as yeah. well. which they
2: never really touch on too much
1: after that no i mean it would have been cool to like know more about it but it it didn't really matter no i mean it didn't
2: take a take away or anything so it was just one of those like uh, just like with the dad you know it you you, they they touch on it for like a a a real quick scene but they never really go back to it
1: yeah kind of thing oscar's mom ends up uh showing up uh knocking on the door and uh so ellie has to leave they she goes back to her flat um there's uh, different stuff that comes up where, like, she's out there at the flat. They also show, like, she's got, like, uh, booty from the uh, the victims that she's had, like, the rings uh, and uh, that, little, that egg with the gold in it. So she's, like, you know, Oscar's asking her, hey, you know, like, are you guys poor? <laughs> Cause yeah, because there's, like, there's nothing in the apartment thing, at all. Yeah, it's kind of, like, kind of torn up, nothing there. But she does have that stuff, which is she said, that if you if you would sell this egg, you can buy a, a nuclear factory with this thing. Uh, so I mean, that comes up later on, where like I'm telling Paul, like, hey, what do you think happens, like you know, afterwards? So we'll get to the point where um, the the guy he's he's hot on her trail. He does end up going to uh, he he finds her place and he's going through it. Like Oscar is there for some reason. He's under a table, but we you know he's kind of, he's hiding. And the guy doesn't see him. So she's going through the different places in, in different rooms and he goes into the restroom and he sees the, the tub and it's covered, you know, covered up. There's like a sheet right there. He takes off the sheet. There's a blanket. So he's uncovering different stuff and he finds Ellie right there. And, uh, you know, of course there's the, the windows, uh, you know, closed off, you know, with the paperwork that the familiar did for her before. And, uh, so he finds her, he's kind of like ready to kill her. And then Oscar comes from behind and, and kind of startles him. Yeah. And when, when that's, that's enough of an opening where he gets startled and you just see Ellie just like pounce on him from behind and you take him, you see like blood flying. Yeah.
2: She starts fucking him up. Yeah. And, and, and Oscar Oscar's just like, backs off. Yeah. Oscar like slowly starts closing the door and like backing off a little.
1: Yeah. So afterwards, like, uh, you know, after she you know, finish that guy off. Uh, she goes over and, and hugs Oscar, and it's kind of like basically she knows that this is the end, that she has to leave, mm-hmm. or else, you know, you know it's going to get even worse that, that for sure, like, she's going to get caught. They're going to kill her. She mentioned it before that it's either I'm going to um, stay here and die or I have to leave so I can live. Uh, so she ends up where you see a car on the outside, And, you know, so that's supposed to be Ellie taking off right there. So basically Oscar feels like, you know, like I'm left alone again. Um, He ends up getting a call from uh, one of the guys that were, you know, he was with, the, the, like how Paul said, he was one of the lackeys. After uh, Oscar whacked uh, the main bully in the ear and then it kind of seemed like he was kind of getting a little bit friendly with Oscar but it was kind of it was all a ploy. Like this, the bully, the main bully, he had an older brother. So we, like, I was telling Paul, was like, it's always with uh, with bullies that the bully has a bully. It's either like how Paul said, it's either a relative, like with this when it was the brother or the dad, so yeah, or the parent, it's, something.
2: It's, that's like kind of the the staple when it comes to the bullies in, in movies. You always have that one that's that's fucking with him and and messing him up mentally and that's why he's lashing out against you know other kids that aren't aren't as strong and shit
1: yeah so uh with with them they he ends up uh, like i said Oscar gets that phone call and it's it's one of the lackeys he's calling up saying hey you know what the coach is trying to find out you're gonna show up tonight that you know they kind of got like a swim thing going on where you know Oscar practices you know in the pool and uh like he he's kind of like questioning it uh, Oscar is and, but he ends up like, oh, you know, accepting it. But uh, you see where uh, the guy was making the call. Like the other bully, you know, the lackeys are there, and um, also the bully that got his uh, ear whacked, and uh, and the brother are there. So you know, he, you know, they're there. That's it's part of a plot that they have for uh, Oscar. So. Yeah, so you see Oscar show up over to the gymnasium and he's getting changed and uh getting ready, the, the gym guy's there. So yeah, the, he's over there, he's changing and they hands up uh, going to the pool of the uh the gym teachers right there and they, they got some kind of like it felt it felt like an eighties song going on right there because yeah. it has that keyboard kinda synthesizer kinda thing going with a little radio. And uh the 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 coach is there and, and uh he's he's kinda like uh moving uh, his legs left and right, you know, up and down, and then he's having, like, uh, uh, Oscar do the same thing, but inside the water, uh, I guess it's for some, like, endurance and strength that he's building. And uh, some kind of thing goes on where, like, that one of the guys comes up, the one that made the phone call, and he tells him, like, something's going on in the back so that that gym teacher has to head out.
2: Yeah, the other kids are out there. uh, They lit, like, a trash can or something on fire.
1: Yeah, so uh, like uh, later on, the bullies, the you know the group of bullies with uh, and the the big brother one ends up uh, coming up, and and they they make all the other kids uh, you know hit the skids. Yeah. Uh, so so every you know it's all evacuated except for uh, Oscar there and the guy that was you know the the guy that made the phone call. He was there kind of like a coach, you know, taking over for the coach. So Oscar thought everything was all right because he kind of was like first he kind of thought like hey something's up. Then you see the, the kid, the kid kind of just goes, you know, with it. And uh, the bullies show up later on. Uh, so Oscar's like, ah, you know, he's in the water. He has nowhere to go. So uh, Oscar's there, the guy comes up, and then the, the older brother's talking to Oscar. He's like, hey, you know who I am? Oscar's like, yeah, I know who you are. Um, So he goes, hey, you know what? Well, I have a game for you, and we're going to call it uh, an eye for an ear. But you have, you know, he has a chance. It's, it's he's gonna hold his head underwater for three minutes, and if he can hold his breath, we're even. If not, when you come up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stab out with your, with your eyes because he had a a, a switchblade knife mm-hmm. on him. So uh, then, you know, then so Oscar's scared because he's like, that's impossible. Yeah, so, that's a long fucking time. <laughs> yeah, so you see him go under, and then he's like under there for like about you know over thirty seconds. And the other kids are, you know, looking worried. There's one that, in particular, that uh, was there, but he's, you know, he's way super lacky. Like he's just there, like super follower. Um, so he's there, but he's on the side, and you kind of see him, like he's he's off to the side on one of the benches, and he's kind of got his like hands in his face because he kind of he doesn't want to do be a part of this. Yeah. Um, and even the other two bullies, like the the main bully that was uh, bullying Oscar from the beginning, which is the younger brother. He at at one point, like Oscar's under there for for a bit and he's getting scared for Oscar too, like, hey, we're we're taking it too far, like he's gonna die oh, yeah. under there. Um or even if he comes up and stabs his eye, hey, that's way too far too. Um and the other one, he's kinda on the side, he kinda when it gets out of there, but but he's stuck right there with him as well. Um so like it was like this is uh I don't know, one thing that kinda it, I'm not gonna say makes the movie, but one of the memorable parts of the movie comes up is where he's getting held underwater so you see uh the the uh, bully's uh fist uh holding uh oscar's hair uh down under the water while he's you know he's holding him under and you know it's kind of like kind of going up and down a little bit but he's just staying there underwater and then you just see out of nowhere uh like some like shoes and and a little bit of uh legs. Just like kind of getting dragged through the water, just like just you know, just a certain like I would say, maybe about like a foot and a half of 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 the leg. Yeah, it's is not in much at all,
2: and it's just like, and this whole scene takes place under the water.
1: Yeah. So you're just
2: seeing that little bit of legs coming down through the water. So it's like it, if he's hovering across the.
1: So you know what the hell's going on? Yeah. So he's that that's getting tossed, and then the then later on you see a head uh, end up going into the water. And, yeah
2: severed head falls down into the bottom of the pool
1: yeah and then and then you just see the arm little well kind of drop and then you see the, the 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 arm was cut at a certain point so you see the uh the meat and the bones and the, and the nerves coming coming off of that so the blood's going there but like uh oscar's there but he's got his eyes closed um and then ellie ellie uh, someone grabs them, so Ellie uh, brings them up. Is what happens.
2: And that scene right there is like one of my favorite scenes of like any movie. I put it up there with, you know, the top notch shit. I love that scene so much. And they they kind of did the same thing in the remake, but they didn't nail it like they did in the original.
1: Yeah, it was it was just, like, effective, and it just stays with you, that part. Yeah, it does. Um, so, yeah, like, uh, they, they just kind of look at each other's eyes, and then uh, the next thing we see is, it's basically the end of the movie, is that they're together, but uh, they're in a train, which is, I mean, they are there, but you just see Oscar. Oscar is in the train. He's got a, you know, like, packing stuff there. He's got a suitcase there, uh, which we find out Ellie is in there. Because uh, they had a, a thing going on where uh, even though they couldn't talk to each other, um, uh, Oscar came up with, like, he wanted to do Morse code that would be between them. and they would The do memo
2: that... was like, oh, it's the second movie we talked about with Morse code.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> we were talking about uh, um, Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive where the, where the Morse code thing was there. And then I told, I told Paul, I was like, you know, kind of re- what when, when we did it, that uh, Morse code, it reminded me of this movie. Because that was in there. But, I mean, I didn't mention it when we talked about it the no. last time. Um, but, yeah, that comes up where they that's the thing between them. And they would do it with the walls. So they're tapping on the walls and going through that stuff. And um, uh, after, you know, when when uh, we get to the end point, she's inside the suitcase is what we can tell. Because he's tapping on the suitcase and she's tapping back. Mm-hmm. So they got it's that moose like going on.
2: Not like a crate, but it's a bigger box. So, like, she could... Definitely yeah. fit in there, so like it's not like just a little suitcase where she's all crimpled up and shit,
1: yeah, and then that that's why I said I was like that's where the the movie ends is right there. They're just you know in the train taking off, and you yeah. know that she's in there in that case,
2: and then you kind of that's when you realize, okay, Oscar took the place of her familiar, yeah, and the cycle's just gonna keep
1: going, yeah, but I was telling Paul too, I was like, hey, I was like it's kind of crazy, it's like, um, even though like they got money because of all that stuff they have like the gold and everything. I was like, he's twelve years old. How's <laughs> how are they gonna get like a place? You know, like, oh yeah, I'm twelve. Let and me the, get a place. And then
2: I just came up again. Oh, we get Sweden in the eighties.
1: Yes, that was that was <laughs> so, that was oh, your thing said, for everything.
2: Then I said, well, oh, maybe they like Kevin McAllister did. Oh home- yeah, my uh, my dad gave me his credit card, and uh, he's at work right now. It's
1: kind of bullshit. Yeah, home alone moment right <laughs> yes. there. Yeah, so uh, that's where it ended. But uh, I don't know. We we both enjoyed that movie, and it's one of the highest regarded movies that we have on on uh, the vampire list. Um, Definitely. Yeah, it, Paul said it's his top one. It with, is. It's my favorite vampire and, movie. Yeah, and then with me, like I'd have to look at different ones, but to me, it ranks up there as as a high one as well. I'm not I'm not gonna say number one or two or something like that. It could be. But I'd have to look at other ones just for myself to know. But it ranks up there higher. I've seen
2: a lot of vampire movies. But uh, sitting here right now, think just remembering the ones that I've seen. Yeah. I put
1: I put this one in at number one. Number one. Yeah, with me, I was like, I'd have to look at the other ones, and then I mean, for like, it's it's high up there, and then with other ones, I'm not gonna say like I can go like, hey, this one's number one, number two, or something.
2: I can't really do that because, with a lot of type of movies, but this it was it's easy for me because it. <laughs> It's so original. Um, and, and that's what the th- visuals were amazing. Uh, you feel for Ellie. You feel for Oscar. Like, they had so much different things going on in this movie.
1: Yeah. And that's what we said. The characters in the story lane, especially that storyline.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's even times where it's actually kind of creepy and scary. You know, it's not like a, a full on scare yeah. fest kind of a movie. But, you know, that voice that she does every now and then that we mentioned, yeah. it's eerie. Um, every now and then, she, her face changes to like an older lady. And That's what I was, like,
1: yeah, I was asking Paul, too. I was like, hey, did her face change right there? Yeah, I mean- and
2: it's like split second stuff that you don't really notice, uh, you know, unless you've seen it a couple of times or you're really looking. And that kind of stuff. There's just so much going on with this. They took a, a, a fucking vampire story that everybody's done a million times. It did something that I haven't really seen before. That's why I put that at number one.
1: Yeah, and like I said, it's 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 up there as one of the top ones. And then, like, for all those reasons that you mentioned, that's why it's up there so yeah. high with me as well. Um, and like I said, it'd be tough for me to just say, hey, this one's number one when there's other ones out there too. But, I mean, it, it would rank Well, I mean, up there. there's
2: there's other ones that are, like,
1: just just slightly right below. Yeah, but I'm saying. You know, like but, Martin. Oh, oh, yeah. and I then, love that one too. It's yeah, just
2: slightly right below.
1: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It'd be high, but it, I think Martin, like, it, I do like that one too, and, and it's, I like it's, that it's, it's, one. It's high,
2: I like that one because of the same type of stuff, like George Romero. What well, he did with Martin, you haven't the, seen that kind of shit before. Yeah, it's
1: totally different. And then the practical effects and, mm-hmm. and the, all all that stuff that the character development, that crazy that crazy. Uh, what was it? Was he an uncle or? That's like his whole little family that he was living with, which we won't get
2: into too much because Does we he, actually do want to do. We uh, want do Martin some, a Martin episode actually here pretty soon.
1: So. Yeah. So, I mean, with, with, uh, that's why I said, like, for different reasons, I like different uh, vampire movies uh, a lot, but this one is, like, one of the ones, I, I, you know, it could be number one, but I can't say 100% for sure. Uh, but it's, it's high up there. It's high up there for sure.
2: Well, give me a, a top five just right off the bat dude i mean i have to think of it like, or even just name five movies I mean, that, that i
1: mean i'm just that come to mind i mean as as quality ones if um, you can't put them in a rank just five top quality um i mean i'd have to say for sure like this one right here mm-hmm. uh, get the right one in i mean even the remake was well done as well but... i like the remake it's just I, it's not going to uh, be but the I, but i prefer i prefer this original yeah. one um, and then of course you just name Martin. that was that's one of them as well uh but it's crazy because it's like uh he you know you don't know if he like he was a real vampire or not and then i basically to me i feel like i'm not gonna say (laughs) all right because we're gonna get to that yeah 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 at some point um what else those two uh what's it called the interview with the vampires that one uh that one's one of them um of course to me like the original dracula oh there you go (laughs) but it's just for different reasons because what's original it's not like if it's like oh yeah the effects were that great it's just because it was the original the look of it uh you know bella sees the performance um just you know like i said for different reasons you know that these ones are up there um nosferatu and like i said it might be just because of like the stylized thing and just like the images from it. And if it was never made, you wouldn't have that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and you wouldn't have no, uh, what was his name? Oh, Peter. Peter, yeah. Yeah,
2: we'd have no Peter without Nosferatu. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, come or, on.
1: Or also uh, on uh, uh, Salem's Lot. He kind of yeah, had it, that same yeah, familiar exactly. kind of look too.
2: Oh, you know, what was a really, uh, what was another good one was uh, Shadow of the Vampire. And that had to deal with the Nosferatu story and all that. Yeah. That one was really good
1: what else man I, I can i may maybe kind of think of one more but i can't think of anything else at the moment um man he's really got
2: he's got that thinking face going I on yeah, right I, now. Yeah, I like but
1: this i just i'd, I'd have to look at, at like a list or something and then and then figure out from there um man <laughs> <laughs> i stumped him you did because it's like i'd have to look because i mean there's which been, we've there's, been talking about this all day i don't know why you haven't figured this out already no but it's like there's, <laughs> been, there's been like so many you know um so it's kind of, like, hard to pick and choose.
2: No, I know exactly what you mean. Like, I have I have a, a few that are really go-to, but then it, it gets kind of, like, where you have to
1: really think about it after that. Oh, and then, I mean, there's a, there's a few, but it's, like, I don't know if it's, like, that high, like... Um, Twilight. No, hell no. <laughs> Twilight doesn't even make the list at all. <laughs> um, like, um, uh, what's it called? The, the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like more because it's like 80s and the style that it was made. Um, It's not like if it's like, I I wouldn't have it even like close to as high as these other ones that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, what is that? Near Dark. That one was pretty good. I I think it was pretty good, but it's like I only, I think I've only seen it like one time, but I know it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, there's,
2: I mean, shit, there's tons of vampire movies that I've seen once and thought were pretty good.
1: So that's what I that's said. It's kind of tough to go through it and then like just off of the top of my head figure that, that stuff out, you know. Because, <laughs> I mean, the ones that I mentioned, those are kind of like the ones that I that are most memorable to me. For me, like I already said that
2: Let the Right One In is my number one favorite vampire movie ever. But I, there's other ones that come close and, and I'm not going to rank them just like Memo didn't. But I love the original Fright Night. I think that shit is just top-notch.
1: I think the um, remake was was really good, too. It though.
2: actually was, and sadly, Anton Yelchin's gone, so we'll never see another one, but I thought it was really good. Uh, Colin Farrell did a fucking great job. I thought he was amazing in that shit, but I still have that place in my heart for the original one. Chris Sarandon? I mean, come on. So And then I have uh, Lost Boys. I fucking love Lost Boys, just like Memo. For, you know, that nostalgia, the 80s shit. It's, it's
1: it's like Goonies but with vampires. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Um my list is like pretty much almost dead on to his uh interview with the vampire is fucking amazing. Uh I even like Bram Stoker's Dracula, but that one's kind of like you can only watch it like once in like once twenty years. So often, yeah. <laughs> um but there's another one that it, it it's not on a lot of people's list for vampire movies and I fucking love it, it was Daybreakers. With Ethan Hawke.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: I loved that movie. I thought it was fucking great.
1: To me, I think I'd have to give it another rewatch.
2: Yeah, cause... you would. I mean, it's, it's not going to, like I said, it's not going to be on a lot of people's top vampire movies. But for me, I thought it was fucking dope. Um, there, but there's, we're talking about a genre that spans fucking countless movies. And neither me nor uh, Memo have seen all of them. So if you guys have vampire movie picks that you want to let us know about, and maybe we haven't seen them before. You know oh, and Let's know.
1: Yeah, so uh, I I was just looking through a list right now and and then I was I was telling Paul's like man uh one one that I failed to remember but I just I looked through the list and I was like oh man how how did I forget that one but I can't say it's one of the top ones in my list. Yeah. But it was an enjoyable movie and and memorable too even though I forgot it right now. <laughs> 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 but it's from dusk till dawn you know that one it was like i i enjoyed it uh you know it didn't start off like a regular uh, vampire movie no
2: that's such a great flick because the way robert rodriguez did it um half of the movie like it has nothing to do with vampires and i remember seeing the trailer for it when it first came out and then kind of forgetting about it until it came out on vhs and uh, I saw it on the shelves, and I'm like, oh, I remember this. It's a vampire movie. I rented it, and then I'm like sitting halfway through it. Wait a minute. I thought this was a fucking vampire movie. And then it just kicks off, and it doesn't let up until the end of the movie. So yeah, that, that's up there with me, too. I like that movie a lot.
1: Yeah, one of our uh, favorite characters is on there, too. Sex Machine. Sex Machine. Tom Savini. <laughs> uh,
2: so that was two of our favorite vampire movies. And there's tons more that we'll talk about in the future.
1: Yeah, at some point we got to go old school too. We got to bring up uh, that old school Universal. At some point, we're gonna. Do I think
2: we should do like a
1: little Dracula series. And, and Frankenstein. Yeah,
2: like a little series where we do two of the old school ones. Maybe do like like we did for the summer, where we do like maybe three episodes.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. Let me, yeah, you guys, let me know what you think about that. Yeah, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, it'd be cool. Different things like that.
2: For our last segment here, we're. Uh, We're bringing up something that uh, was kind of lost, and I don't know if anybody remembers. Wheel of Doom. Yeah, so we had the Wheel of Doom going for like the first three episodes, and then it kind of just went away. Uh, We have reasons behind that, and we don't really need to discuss it right now, but we're bringing it back. Memo was like, hey man, we need to bring the Wheel of Doom fucking back. And Memo, being a fan of the show before he became the permanent guest host, he fucking loved the Will of Doom. He was, he was always asking me, what happened to that shit?
1: Yeah, and and we're going to find out tonight if Paul's luck changes. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost every single one of them. Yeah, <laughs> he can't be a loser forever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I beg to differ.
2: <laughs> so here we go. We're going to do the Will of Doom again. Dude, I'm so excited about this. Let's
1: go for it, man.
2: I was like when he when when you mentioned this shit I'm like oh my god I want this back. I want this back for sure. Oh we already have one.
1: So I mean like it's been a while since you've done it cuz uh what were the rules? I think we let's mentioned uh, Yeah, what let's we're gonna, uh, what our picks are and what our color is, right?
2: Yeah, let's explain it for people that didn't listen to the first 3 episodes. What I have here is a, a roulette wheel. And each one of us will pick a movie. And then we'll pick a color. Whatever we land on, whoever wins is is going to be the Will of Doom review for the next episode. Basically, those are the rules. Um, Memo already told me what his pick is, but I told him not to until we did the Will of Doom. I
1: forgot the rules.
2: (laughs) He totally forgot them. So since it's Memo's first Will of Doom and he's the one that told me let's bring it back, he's going to go ahead and tell me his movie and then choose his color. And then I will tell him my movie and then obviously I already have my color. You already have your color. Well,
1: because you're going to choose your color. I, oh, okay. The, the color is just, is red or black. We're not doing the green. Okay, so uh, I, didn't, I didn't want to take your color if you already had one pick. But since it'll be my pick, and then you're by default that other color. Exactly. That's what I mean. Right, cool. <laughs> so. Yeah, my pick is going to be uh, The Cottage. Uh, that one has Andy Circus in it. So I, I was telling Paul that there, I was looking through a list, and when I put in The Cottage, there's two different versions. I mean, not versions, but two different movies with the same, they have the same name. But the one I'm talking about is uh, 2008, The Cottage. It has uh, Andy Circus in that one. So that is my pick. Yeah, and, I haven't seen that one. Too. Yeah, and that one's kind of, it's, it's a horror comedy. Um, and my pick will be, I'm going to go with what Paul has been getting. And let's see if that color has better luck <laughs> this time. I am going to pick red. Oh shit. Okay. Paul always goes with red and he always this to black. Let's see if his luck has changed. Yeah, it. we'll see. Or let's we'll see, see if it stays with black this whole way through. And I will be surprised because I have no idea what Paul picked.
2: All right. So my pick for tonight's Wheel of
1: Doom is Boys in the Trees. Oh crap! 19- I've never, I don't even heard, haven't heard of that one, man. I, I think, think you mentioned about it. it. I think you mentioned it, but it's like, all right, we'll see what happens because that's that's one that I think uh, you mentioned, and I was like, all right, we'll give it a shot. At yeah, some it point. was like a couple months ago, and we were talking about just like net, Netflix finds, and that that's where
2: I came across it. It, it was just one of those things. I'm like. What the fuck am I going to watch tonight? And I put
1: that on, and oh, my God, I love this movie so much. See, and you told me about it, and it just got fouled to the back of my brain until, you know, just now. I was like, oh, yeah, you did mention that one. <laughs> there you go. So and I was like, oh, yeah, I should have watched that one at some point.
2: So there you go.
1: It's Boys in the
2: Trees. Here's the spin, and I'm going to drop my ball. Wow, it's going! I didn't even spin it that hard.
1: Uh-oh, it's ending. Red.
2: What? <laughs> son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> That's the fourth one, and it's been like fucking almost a year since we did the last one. Jesus, Paul, what do what, you got a black
1: cloud on you? I guess so, man.
2: I need to. You know what? I need to just get a different wheel. This this shit doesn't <laughs> like me. I'm like, son of a
1: bitch, man. All right we're going to have to buy uh friends friends of the podcast this is a joke but friends of the podcast if you have if you have uh a little decency and 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 uh, sympathy for our our boy paul right here would you would you send a donation of a lucky horseshoe to the show so, so Paul's luck will change? Yeah, we should have
2: like some Sarah McLachlan song going on in the background <laughs> for real. Yes. With,
1: with just a picture of Paul right yes. there.
2: No, that's okay, man. I've never seen the movie that you suggested, so.
1: And at some point, we will watch uh, The Boys in the Trees.
2: Yeah, I mean, I already told you that uh, if I don't win, we're going to do it anyway. It's eventually, so. Yeah, we'll get to it. All right, guys. So uh, thanks for joining us on our show and the return of the Will of Doom.
1: Wah, wah, wah. Yes. Oh,
2: man, I'm defeated. I don't think I'm ever going to win this shit. (laughs) But I am glad that it's back.
1: Me too. uh, That was fun. And uh, I was hoping, like I said, if I pick the color that you're always losing to, I mean, losing with... I was like, maybe if I pick that, maybe Paul's neck will change. It'll be the other way. It's like, (laughs) opposite happened, man. That's all
2: good, man. That's all good. And uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Um, Be sure to check out what we do in the shadows. Let the right one in, two of the best vampire movies ever. And absolutely do not forget to check out Hacksaw. Go Go on Instagram, Twitter follow everything there'll be news posted on release dates um he's
1: got stills of the film um check out that t- that teaser trailer on youtube yeah because i mean like i said we watched that thing just you know just the trailer and i was like just by that you know that short clip of, of uh, what was going on in that movie it, that was like this one seems like you know it was going to be good and uh it had you know had us intrigued it was like okay like we want to see what's going on next and uh you know luckily we you know, we got to watch it before it's, uh, you know, shown, and it's like, you know, we were like, we we're hoping it was gonna be good, and you know, it it was. It's like, uh, it's if if we didn't uh, know about it, uh, it'd be we'd be kicking like I said, we'd be kicking ourselves in the butts because if we found out too late, it, it's kind of like uh, Paul was mentioning. It's like uh, with uh, the terror fire episode they talked about, and he's like, he didn't know about it till years after it was yeah. already shown. But it was a good movie, and it was one where it's like, man, you could have wished you would have watched that thing when it came out. Yeah, or it,
2: at least the first time I saw it on, that it was on Netflix. I passed it up for months until I actually watched it.
1: Yeah, and, and with uh, Hacksaw, it, it feels like the same thing. It's like I, you, you want as many people to know about it because you don't want them to miss out. Um, because, I mean, if, if I didn't listen to this, like I said, I was a fan before I came on this and, uh, you know, been a friend of Paul's before, but just listening to it, I, I enjoyed the show. But if I didn't listen to the show or know Paul, I wouldn't have known anything about Terrifier. And I'd just, like, see that little thumbnail clip of it, and I probably would never have watched it. Um, but just, you know, from him talking about it, that got me interested. And I was like, wow, I, you know, I'm glad I listened to the show and gave it a shot afterwards because I did love that movie. And then with this one, it feels like the same thing. It's like you, you, uh, you might not know about it, but if you hear, you know, like I said, you're hearing about it on this show... And this, this one is, is worth definitely worth a watch and definitely worth uh, support, you know, and especially, you know, for you horror fans out there, like we're horror fans, uh, it's definitely one that you do not want to miss out on, you know, you want to uh, watch it in the movies. And then like with me and Paul, we both are looking forward to when it does come out on... Uh, blu-ray that we do want to you know we want to buy that copy Hell and yeah. support that movie because i want to put it,
2: that up on my shelf with yeah, all my it, other fucking horror movies
1: because it was like we watched it and we were like it was just an awesome movie we weren't disappointed at all we were like this this one was cool the whole way through the pacing was awesome and that ending like i said we don't want to give nothing away but it was just an awesome way just like you know hit us with that uh, with that uppercut right at the end so uh we'll uh, we'll keep you cryptsters updated on a, a release date when when we
2: find out when the release date is we'll let you guys know so you can go to the the film festivals and check that shit out you won't be disappointed have a good night
1: and stay creepy creepy crawlers <laughs> why not <laughs>
0: Thank you for tuning in to another discussion on all things horror. Be sure to hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, check out our merch store at tpublic.com for t-shirts, hoodies, all kinds of goodies. Stay creepy, my friends.